The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. In one age, called the third age by some, an age yet to come, an age long past, a wind rose up on the great plain called the Caroline Grass. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time, but it was a beginning. This is the Queens of Fantasy podcast, a podcast dedicated to deeply analyzing, discussing, and reading fantasy series alongside other readers. Each season of this podcast is dedicated to a specific fantasy series and or author. In this season, we are discussing The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. And currently, we have just started book three, The Dragon Reborn. I almost said The Great Hunt, The Dragon Reborn. (laughs) The queens in this podcast include myself, Alex, Marissa, and Tay. We are your guides and companions for your adventure through various fantasy worlds. I said Tay so weird there. (laughs) No, you didn't. I I thought it was fine. I liked it. It felt odd in my brain. Give me a tingle. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) whoa. Okay, I'm uncomfortable. Can I leave? It's been so long since I've seen you. Recording, you to stay. (laughs) I'm stuck here for at least two hours. (laughs) Yep. All right. How are we feeling about the start of book three so far? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. Are you happy that I don't have near as many thoughts as Taylor? I don't think. (laughs) Actually, that's not true. I don't have as near as many written thoughts as Taylor. I am not, you know, spoilers. I have, I'm parent plummeting down my list. <laughs> we lost round only to gain parent. <laughs> I, I, on a real note, Robert Jordan, my dude, you, you can write them differently. It's okay. <laughs> on a. Someone has to fulfill the angry at Aes Sedai role. Nope. We didn't need Perrin. anyone. Actually, that role was vacant for a reason. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, Perrin plummeted in this section and I was trying so hard to still like him through it and it was rough. Egwene fell. All right. Which I think is surprising. That is surprising. But I have some takes on that and I'll explain that later. Egwene's redeemable. Perrin's gonna have to work hard. And I kind of have a request though. Okay. And this is coming out of the blue, so I'm sorry for throwing this on you. <laughs> Can you explain each of the Rajas? Yeah. Because I feel like I only know the Greens, which they feel just... But maybe I haven't gotten enough information about them. <laughs> you just think they're boy crazy, is they're that? They're boy crazy. <laughs> exactly. And they go to battle, right? Yeah. And that's generally why they have more warriors. Well, they, in the past, were known as the battle Aja. Right. So their like, purpose is to prepare for the last right. battle. And then we have the Browns, who yes. are our academic babes. Yeah, like the Love researchers. Them. Absolutely. We have the Blues, mm-hmm. who uh, the only description I'm remembering from the Blues is that they they sacrifice themselves to save. Like it's like they 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 put themselves so much into their duty that they sometimes the Blues end up sac- are like. How do I describe the Blues? I almost want to say like spy. Like they have quite the intense spy network. They're mm. really focused on like real world events and like so they're concerned with like politics and y- and I wouldn't necessarily say politics. Like there's the politician like the Greys 
are the ones that are often sent. I didn't even know there were grays. There are grays. That just blew my mind. Are often sent. <laughs> I believe it's the grays. Are like I appreciate that the political one the has diplomats. the most boring color. <laughs> well, there's also the whites. Well, um, white, white, white is a more interesting. White color. are like the philosophers. The their their whole deal is like logic, mathematics, science, like that kind of thing. The analytical ones. Yes. Ooh. Which white kind of works for that? Yeah. Grays are like the diplomats, so they're often sent out on like political missions. So whereas- that's interesting then that our queen has a red. Yes. Who is searching for and the reds male channelers. Main goal is yeah to like yeah. protect from male channelers. And then It's weird that the there's a whole Aja dedicated to that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think that's always been like the main purpose. Yeah, I feel of like them, that but that's kind of okay. what people see. Okay. And the the yellows are the healers. Oh. So they're so oh, I also is, feel is like I haven't heard a lot about the yellows. Yeah, you haven't yet. Okay. So that that makes more sense to me. I was just I was just like, I feel like we've gotten like three of them really deeply. Like we've gotten like three. Like yeah. I know about the reds and the browns and the the greens because they're boy crazy. So obviously we've heard about those ones. <laughs> But other than that, I'd like very vet outlines. Of the yeah. Rest. And there's a couple like we don't get a ton from like the grays, I believe. But no, nothing in this book has anything to do with politics. <laughs> <laughs> but there, you know, as we go into the books, you do get more. Yeah. Set. Okay. But I can read, though, from Might as Well Use would, the Wheel of Time Companion. I would love for you to read from that big, beautiful book. <laughs> Let me pull it out. <laughs> so, societies among the Aes Sedai, seven in number and designated by colors, blue, red, white, green, brown, yellow, and gray. All Aes Sedai, except the Amaralyn Seat, belong to one. So the Amaralyn Seat belongs to no Aja. And all of them is like the, yeah. what they say. The red Aja bent its energies to finding men who could channel and to gentling them. The brown forsook the mundane world and dedicated itself to seeking knowledge. While the white largely, largely eschewed both the world and the value of worldly knowledge, devoted itself to questions of philosophy and truth. The green Aja, called the battle Aja during the Trolloc Wars, held itself ready for Tarmangaidan. The yellow concentrated on the study of healing, and the blue sisters involved themselves with causes and justice. Gray were mediators sinking harmony and consensus. And then it says the black Aja dedicated to serving the dark one. <laughs> one but they're a rumor. <laughs> it's not like the other ones. Yeah. All right. That's that's a little clearer. Yeah. Yeah. I I felt like we we've been spending too much time in Tarvalon for like me to have to not know to not know they're like this one's white i was like i don't know what that means so Mm -hmm. i can't empathize with you in this situation you do meet i said i from each aja eventually but yeah takes a minute to get there okay all right tay how you feeling book three i'm feeling pretty good yeah i you had a lot of notes yeah well i always have a lot of notes and yeah that's true that's because that's true (laughs) i focus on very mundane unnecessary details and apparently have to write them down <laughs> just in case i don't know what i'm preparing for but um you're preparing the quiz. for a pop quiz that's yeah. never gonna come <laughs> i i never know what alex is gonna say i have to have something you must write to throw reports back. afterwards that, <laughs> that alex I will could. not read <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i do agree when you said that there was less rand I was like, okay, cool. A break from Rand. Yeah, I, f- and I then, feel like that was an I just Sedai had... line. Like, that was very oh, truth yeah. without being the truth. Like, <laughs> I heard then... something different <laughs> than what you said. I heard less whining, and what you said was physically less Rand. Yes. Yeah, what she actually <laughs> meant was that. You didn't lie to me, but I feel lied to. <laughs> 
What she actually meant is that Rand is now spelt Perrin. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's what we've got. So that's disappointing, oh, but... <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And I also Is feel like fine? he takes a step back here and like he was sort of getting into using his powers or like at least accepting them. And now he's like, I will absolutely not touch those. At I all. have so many thoughts. I'm going to wait until <sighs> we get to that part. Yeah. yeah. I remember hating that Perrin would not just freaking yeah, I... use his wolf powers. Come on. <laughs> I also <laughs> want wolf powers. Thoughts. Goodness. That's very so personal for Alex. It was personal. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> Our main, you know, general overview is Rand has a little bit of a, a mental breakdown and runs away from his responsibilities. Shocking. He's stressed and he's he's toeing the edge of craziness a little bit. He really went quickly from stable to st- unstable. Stable and whiny to I'm gonna go crazy this second. <laughs> like that was real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Rand's got a lot going on. <laughs> Perrin, Maureen, and Lan. Sorry, Perrin, Maureen, Lan, and Loyal, can't forget Loyal, follow and attempt to catch up. Egwene, Nynaeve, and Elaine make it back to the tower and are punished for quote-unquote running away. It's fine. <laughs> Find out they are to be raised accepted. Not really that much of a punishment, but whatever. <laughs> and are set on hunting the Black Aja. And then Matt gets healed and, and eats a lot of food. Yeah, that was that was really... Just the cherry peak, on top. Peak, peak moments for Matt. Matt's having the best time. <laughs> Matt has gone up. <laughs> I should hope. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Matt. All right. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about the rest that I really don't want to talk about the prologue. I know it's important, but I don't want to do it. I just, it. I don't want anything okay. to do with the White Cloaks. I don't want anything to do with these guys. No. Okay. This is 90% well, of Taylor's notes, by the way. So we're just breaking her heart. Yeah. Let, me, yeah, just, let me just shoot some some stuff out He's at you. Yeah. Okay. So Child Buyer delivers his message to Lord Captain Commander Pedron Nile, which yes. they just could not pick Good a for title. You for using his full title yeah, they Lord they Captain wanted Commander. all the titles <laughs> you, yes <laughs> why i don't know could have just um, put one of those but no we had all of them we are focused on the apparent arrival of the dragon reborn but we are saying false dragon here because the children are non-believers they don't want to commit to that they don't care we've got people thousands have declared for him already Terabon and aradaman aradaman are in yeah. civil civil war as well as at war with each other fighting all across Almuth plain and toman head terraboners against damani against dark friends crying for the dragon also i noticed something here that he you know he doesn't like Aes Sedai, but he believes that they are they did the right thing by sealing what am i saying no he believes that like the seals on the dark ones prison are like not gonna break because like the Aes Sedai are really strong like he believes that they did the thing they said that they did you know and yeah it's, like even though he doesn't like them he's like well they sealed the dark one away so like we don't have to worry about that like it's it's set and like you would think that someone who doesn't like magical things at all would be like more concerned about this potentially happening I, or breaking yeah. or not have happened like, you know what I, I mean I feel like this proves the like difference between them like how they like this this really cements how they view the eyes today which is not as incompetent or or like false like they're not fraudulent yeah like they very much believe that they're powerful and their issue is with the power that they have so like they're not i feel like it's kind of like you know like it's credit where credit's due they just they hate that they have to give the credit yeah they're not denying the power they're just mad about it yeah they're they're big (laughs) they don't like it Yeah, so Bayer Bayer mentions that the Aes Sedai are openly joining the fight. This was, of course, because he saw the Shan Chan, Soldam, and Damane fighters. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not all of our Aes Sedai 
out here openly joining the fight, but there's a woman and there's lightning. We can uh, assume they are attacking. Mm -hmm. General unrest across the world. And we have the pleasure of the appearance of, are we saying Jacob Carradine? I believe it's Jacob Carradine. Jacob No, I listened to it this morning. I don't know why. I don't remember it. Probably because I don't (laughs) want to hear about him. (laughs) Also, Bayer very pointedly is like, Perrin is the one that betrayed us. (laughs) Yeah, so I wrote down... Absolutely hates Perrin. I was like, listen, I get Perrin made some things difficult for them. I I get it, but like this feels kind of like out of nowhere at the same time. Like they're big mad. A few of them, but But, like I feel like like, this is a relatively like highly fatal drop. Like this is not like super cushy. Like he is hyper fixated on Perrin. He is definitely. there, There were several of them that died in the last big battle which had nothing to do with Perrin and he's not yeah he's not big mad about that he's he's big mad about Perrin he he's and he actually used the word betrayed yeah we were, were betrayed, betrayed by, by pain by Perrin even though and I thought that was interesting because betrayed implies a sense of trust like in order for you to be betrayed you have to have trusted that person especially when they already claimed he was a dark friend before yeah so, so. i i'm very confused about this just has it out uh, for parent no i feel like there's more to it because because <laughs> this is like a weird it's it would be one thing to just be mad but like the betrayed line caught my attention a lot because i was like well why did you trust him do we think maybe he's a little hung up on Perrin because when Perrin was captured by the white cloaks buyer was the one kicking him <laughs> and other such abuses, and then was like, oh, hey, if you got out and got away, then that would solve some problems. Here's, what did he leave? A sharp rock? A rock. For him. So now Perrin knows he did that, which could jeopardize his position. Yeah, that's true. The betrayed line really gave that away, like for me, because I was like, there's, it's not like he pretended he was a child you know what i mean like he didn't pretend he was part of your ranks and then betray you like you captured him you called him dark friend that's not exactly betrayal he's (laughs) acting exactly how you would think a dark friend would act but you're right he does know that like buyer basically was like almost breaking the rules by being like hey maybe you should just escape so that could be why he's distressed this is a slander campaign before Perrin can say anything (laughs) yeah there you go where's the gray aja get the politics in here where's the gray aja when you meet them (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, then we got Jacob, Jacob Carradine. Anointed of the light, inquisitor of the hand of the light. And dark friend. <laughs> Big sass. <laughs> yeah, the Lord Captain Commander Nile gives, kind of gives him the business a little bit. He's not particularly pleased with him and he seems kind of suspicious like he's asking pointed questions about mm-hmm. like hey why did you not take your own forces to Falm with dark friends on Tom and Head an army of them holding Falm why did you try to stop Bornhald from going after them and he's just like my task was to bring the light to Almuth Plain couldn't disobey my orders chase after rumors and the Lord Commander's like you your task was to seize Almuth Plain. And that like w- should have been easy and it wasn't what happened. And it kind of looks like the goal of the children here was to, with the whole Almuth Plain situation, was to become a governing body of their own of some sort. Like they don't want to pay lip service to a fool of a king is what it says there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he yeah. has the whole kind of thing about you know releasing the lion to then be able to get because he tells him not to kill Rand. Yeah, do you know yeah, the quickest that's... way to unite people behind you? Release a lion, and Loose then when everybody lion, is stressed, a rabid lion in the streets, and when the panic grips the people, once it has turned their bowels to water, calmly tell them you will deal with it. Yeah, it's a great dude. Yeah, he's he's a good man. <laughs> he obviously has the best interests at heart. <laughs> yeah. So. Nile Nile says, new plan, don't kill the dragon, the false dragon. You have to keep Mm -hmm. him alive to do this whole little lion situation. Lion trickery trap. Which uh, really sucks for Jacob, considering uh, the next orders he gets are the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah. He goes back to his little tent. You know, Tay's got all these notes (laughs) just analyzing, and I just said, he's not doing well. (laughs) (laughs) It's not... yeah, no, it's not looking good for him. I, I mean, <laughs> you got the main point. Place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merdral is waiting for him in his tent to give him the exact opposite orders of you, you got to go kill the dragon immediately, please. And, and if you don't, basically, we're going to kill family members. Every yeah, month every one- until there's every, none left. <laughs> every month until there's none left and then we'll come after you yeah. because you're stupid and you didn't listen to us. Was is that that that's the gist of Basically. what I heard? <laughs> yeah, except I was like, oh, he's having a bad day. <laughs> when they kill him, they're gonna take him to Shale Ghoul, where he will be years in the dying. So it's not gonna be right, a cute, sorry. simple one. Um, yeah, not no, a cute definitely death. not the cute, simple death that he's hoping for. <laughs> so he's he's gotta he's gotta decide to kill or not to kill Rand, whose orders yeah. he's gonna fall behind or go for. And we also meet a little someone who goes to Funny speak little. to someone hey to Niall how many how much into this before you were like this is Pat and Fane immediately I I was real immediately I was like Pat and Fane in a different font showing up this is giving (laughs) yeah so what is it Ordeef is that Ordeef yeah so that's Pat and Fane um is Wormwood, which is also, hello, another nod, I think, to Tolkien with Wormtongue. Yeah, that, okay. I see that, uh, Wormtongue. The little Wormwood. snake whispering into someone's ear plans that seem almost too good to be true. He also, like, if Byer was hyperfixating on Perrin, Ordeath here is hyperfixated even more so on Rand. I mean, <laughs> at least there's the two a, rivers. <laughs> there is a very good reason to hyperfixate on Rand in this world. I <laughs> get <true>. it. <laughs> He's got a lot of control over the situation. It doesn't feel like it to him, but he does. He's important to a lot of things. Perrin? It just feels like a weird hyperfixation. <laughs> I think it's a little more personal. Like. It's yeah, very it is personal, very personal. Yeah. Maybe he killed his BFF. Maybe that's oh. why. I don't think Byer had friends, but... He doesn't seem like the friend knows. type, but... Yeah, Ordeeth, Pat and Fane, is the one who gave the Lord Commander the idea for this whole lo- Loose the Two Lion rivers. plan mm-hmm. there. So he's definitely, like you said, whispering in ears. Yeah. Controlling things. As he does. Yeah, looking sus. I will say, so there was one kind of good line that he says, which is, who we were is lost to all men and life is better. I just really like that line. Jordan gets the the points for that one. (laughs) We also have, I have a nice little red flag on this moment, which is when uh, Nial says, perhaps I must make plans for two rivers when the snow clears, which bad times in two rivers. (laughs) Not looking good. (laughs) Yeah. It's not looking great. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. Nile. Pedro Nile is uh, set his sights on on our sweet little two rivers town. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So then we move away from that. <laughs> in white cloaks. 
And we join Perrin. And yes, you're right. Perrin has taken over Rand's place, raging against the Aes Sedai. <laughs> He's here for it. <laughs> and yeah, so they're starting off waiting. Like Perrin and crew, a bunch of the Shinarans are waiting for basically like a spy to come give information to Moraine. And he's consistently ignoring his powers. Like he keeps talking about this itch that he keeps feeling. And I'm like, maybe they're trying to tell you something. Oh, wait. Yeah, they were trying to tell you something. And you could have saved people's lives, Perrin. He's like, he wondered whether something unpleasant lay in the mountains around them. There was a way to know, perhaps. Yeah, there is a way for you to know. It just what? Why aren't you using this tool that you have? Yeah. That's fine. I'd like to say... The annoyance I have at Perrin in this moment for being annoyed at Moraine, it, it got deeper because I, I was like, okay, like she's making you wait for these people. I I get how that could be like a little bit annoying. They're going stir crazy right now because they're, they're, they're stuck in the mountains. Yeah, they're, and I, I kind of get that. But also he's like, and then she doesn't tell us anything. I'm like, have you been a beacon of trust in this camp like i also wouldn't tell you anything your eyes randomly turned yellow and you won't talk about it i'm not trusting you with life or she's death asked information. you to tell her about her, your dreams multiple times and you don't <laughs> yeah like she's asked you for information and you have not provided it to her or have provided it to her not fully again like definitely leaving things out that he doesn't think is relevant for her to know about and then he's like how dare you not tell me everything you've ever learned in your entire life like at one point she turns to him and she's like do you want me to tell me everything i know in the start of an afternoon like what what are you like what are you asking for yeah yeah (laughs) because he's asking (laughs) dumb questions of that situation or he's getting mad for freaking parent i do get that they're going stir crazy and it would it would suck to be living in tents basically for the winter like no real contact besides the people in the in the camp you can see how that would wear on you for sure mm-hmm. so they're waiting for leia sorry leah it's leah in the audiobook Ugh, Just i feel like star wars <laughs> i feel like this one can go either way i like leia better but i think it's it leia. leia like I, I read it leia so if you want to say leia, leia i'll back leia, you. then uh, she is the latest messenger and she is a tinker, which is surprising to Perrin because he has like sort of a, like, I don't want to say obsession. Can I just but say he, gets, he like, has a little grudge against them that yeah. I'm going to punch him in the face for? Very... He was so cool in the first book when he met the tinker. Sorry, I interrupted you, but Go I'm going to keep going. <laughs> he was so cool when he met the tinkers in the first book because he was literally like, and this was one of the reasons I liked him. He was so on board with the fact he was like, oh, my axe is so good. And then it came time to use it. And he realized how like what that meant. And like he definitely had this like he took qualities from them in a way that I really respected. And I feel like running into them again. And I think this is maybe what Jordan was getting at really makes him feel guilty about like the fact that maybe he 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 doesn't want to feel guilt like he feels guilty about the fact that he doesn't want to feel guilty about killing people mm-hmm. and, and they like, remind him of that guilt and things have happened to him and since and the last I, time like, and met. i get that but like also he's real aggressive to her for no reason and then he turns like and and she calls him out i loved her she was immediately like, you're, you don't seem super happy with your weapons. Yeah. When he's like, you have no way to defend yourself when a Trolloc is, you know, chasing you down. Like, what would, like, realistically, what would you do? You would just die. He kind of like, goes at her with, like, no oh, real. <laughs> yeah, he has no reason to do it. And she's like, yeah, you look real happy, though, boy. And I'm like, love that. Snaps. <laughs> of course, she's going to die. So it's not like we get her for long. But <laughs> wah, wah. she's a cool woman who stood up to one of the 
the three boys, I like instant and death. Yeah. That's why she had to go. She can't have that. <laughs> yeah. By the time they get back to the camp, Min has a bit of a viewing, a bit. Min has a viewing that she's going to die. And this stresses Perrin out because she's a woman and he doesn't want a woman to die. <laughs> and I was confused. Like, I don't think this is explicitly fridging because like it, it didn't. I didn't feel like it propelled him in the story. Like he was always going to go after Rand anyways, but I do think it like forced him to go kind of full wolf there for a little bit. Yeah, no. So it did force him to go full wolf. I would call it like, I don't know. She got mini fridging ad- adjacent. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was inappropriate. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I would call it something like it's definitely in that realm just because we also we get him going full wolf later, which we're jumping ahead a little bit. And maybe we'll kind of pop back for a second. Mm-hmm. But we like he does lose control. And then we get a speech from Moraine about how this and we learn that this can actually there is a danger to it, which like does kind of justify him not wanting to use it all the time, but also maybe not never using it but he does have so we have it's almost just plot fridging because she only served the purpose of progressing like his plot in terms of the wolf and like the world understanding in terms of the wolf because if he hadn't gone full wolf and he needed a reason to go full wolf i don't know like i was just like I feel like them being attacked was enough. Again, like, you know what? Like, this woman didn't have to have this violent. It wasn't. It was kind of pathetic, actually. This pathetic little death where he felt the need to defend her. Yeah. Which is wild because that was the exact opposite of what she would have wanted. I don't know. It could have been, like, Min there and, like, not Min dying, but, like, he could have defended Min. I don't know. Like, there was a way to where he was defending He also could have just been defending himself. Like, there was a million reasons for him to go full wolf if that was the end goal. And I just felt like this was a very tenuous thread to use. And it didn't really make me buy in more to it. It was just like, cool, another person died. Another chick dying. Yeah. 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 So we have Min having a viewing, which stresses Perrin out. And then Min also mentions that Rand has been fighting with Moraine. They're always arguing. So Perrin goes off to to have a chat with Rand and see see what he's up to. And pissy, pissy pants Rand. <laughs> Although, to be fair to Rand, so he... He complains here about like his duty and he's this just is like the most on Rand's side I've ever been. He's he's stressed, he's upset about everything that's going on. He can't control his powers, like he doesn't feel like he's helping he, anything. He's stressed, he's upset, but he's self aware. <laughs> he knows. At at one point, you know, he's talking about how he's arguing with or I think it's Perrin that says something about him arguing and he's like, Yeah, I'm arguing, but Maureen is right. Like she, there's a reason we can't leave here. I can't go to these people that are declaring themselves for me because I would just be killed or they would be killed. And then Perrin's like, well, why are you arguing? And he's like, because I have nothing else to do. Like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just arguing. Yeah, I I was like, this is like, when I say this is the most on his side I've ever been. That's not true. I was on his side at the beginning way more. But he he like half a point. Like I gave him like (laughs) half a point. It wasn't a lot. But also then we have this great line from Perrin. Can I just, Yeah. he's he's calling him out for yelling at Moraine and Perrin Perrin says, just keep this my line in mind while we summarize the next things that Perrin is annoyed at. <laughs> Whatever is pushing us or pulling us, I know who the enemy is, Rand. Which he's talking, or it's implied because this is where Rand talks about Balsamon. And he's like, Moraine is not the enemy. Can we tell that to the Perrin that's going to show up in like 20 pages? Because I don't think they're the same person. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's rough. I have to say, you know, arguing for the sake of arguing, I feel that, Rand. I do that as well. <laughs> Sometimes, man, I just want to start it's a not fight. not good, but I do do it. <laughs> I hate that I do it, but yeah, I, I 
I feel for Rand here in the sense that like he is got a lot of stuff going on and like he can't he feels very helpless right now and maybe that's not a reason to be a complainer and arguing but i feel like it was something i would do as well he's yeah, in his, I, he's in I his meant it. to be era this i get more than the complaining that was in the last book even though this is just as unproductive and I think my brain goes to this is not a productive way to use your time. So like, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like I go, this is a crappy situation. And the best thing to do is try to arm yourself with as much knowledge and skill as possible so that you have your best chance of like your desired un- outcome. And instead, Rand is like, let me throw a hissy fit every single day. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I, mean, I get the emotion. I mean, you do something by running away. <laughs> Yeah, but like that's also not a great choice. <laughs> but the pattern might be pulling him, I know. Yeah. We also so I just have a red flag and right. I'm probably wrong. Mm. But we have a line that just it just again, I don't think I know Jordan's writing style, so this is probably not what he intended me to read. I'm reading too much into it. But I'm going to say it. All right. Okay. But he mentions this whole paragraph about Ogier's never being anyone's enemy. And I was like, that makes me think it's like we're going to have something questionable come up with them because parents like, how could anyone not like Ooh, them? It is mentioned in the prologue that the Ogiers are meeting up. So that yeah. I also noticed. Yeah. So they're calling meetings, which is very unheard of. So I Ooh. thought that that was really interesting. Personally, if I was writing it, I would also throw in that little line to be like, don't worry about the Ogiers. They're not going to do anything at all. But... <gasps> I also thought he was being tricky in the first book and I was really wrong. So we'll just leave that there. Read and okay. find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, of Ogiers, though, Loyal talks about how he's going to write a book. And I love that for Loyal. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Tay go off here a little bit. <laughs> well, we know I don't that know if I we passed that Loyal, already or we did, where that pops far. up. Yeah. But yeah, he says he wants to write a book about this whole adventure. And don't laugh at him about it, but he has been taking notes. <laughs> It's so cute. And I'm like, what if this is the book that Loyal wrote? Like this, very, this series uh, Bilbo. is his book. It is very Bilbo, which ma- he adds a little more to like it. Brand very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be fine, I guess. <laughs> so Perrin comes back to the group and then tells Min she should probably leave for her own safety. And Min's like, okay, no. <laughs> At least he offered to give her some cash this time he instead did. of oh Rand just being like, At just least. go. <laughs> here's here's some money. Maureen will probably give you some money too. And Tay, you had a comment here about us talking about the boys always trying to protect. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm sure someone out there is thinking that we're just ripping on men when they're, when all they're doing is trying to keep these women safe and like yeah if i was in this world in these kind of situations you know it'd be nice to have someone care about me and i would care about or try to get the people i cared about out of dangerous situations but the problem with it here is that it's always the men taking the position of like a savior and thinking that this is more dangerous for the women because they are women even though the women are super powerful in this world and not just fragile little babies but and then it's and like, you well, mentioned like except yeah. you mentioned too like i think it's is it rand that's always like he doesn't tell matt and perrin away, to go away until after he learns that he's the dragon reborn but before that he was like oh egwene's got to get out of this situation because yeah she's yeah. a girl so but also so i'm gonna say this 
the world, I kind of mentioned this in the last one, the world has powerful women. We're all suspicious and we should all hate them. But has powerful women, but they're like the only women that survive. We've seen multiple women just like plowed down, <laughs> literally plowed down. We literally have yeah. one who's like, I don't need a knife. I'm going to try to stop this. Like, whatever. So we like they are represented as helpless. So my personal take Either on this. Either they're super strong or they're super not. <laughs> well, there's one group of women that are super strong and we can't trust them because they might be evil. And then everyone else is kind of vulnerable or otherwise unprepared for these situations. Like even even Min, like nobody's trying to teach her how to fight. Like she doesn't actually have a lot to protect herself with. Min is in a very vulnerable situation here technically speaking like at least Egwene and Nynaeve and Elaine have the one power to call on if they get into a desperate situation but Min has nothing and like she's a little bit of a tomboy so I guess it's implied that like maybe she can do a little bit more but like that's all we get out of her so I really think that this I'm gonna sound I feel like for everything that Tay is worried about, like us sounding like we're always hovering on the men, I'm very concerned that I always sound like I'm harping on Jordan. <laughs> but I am very, this is, this is misogyny being written into the world. And I really think the takeaway that Jordan was intending was this was supposed to sway us onto the guy's side because we're like, they are just concerned. Because if we look at it objectively, he's created a world in which these women before they have their power or learn how to use it, actually don't have a lot of in their way of defense. And so, like, I think there's a part of Jordan that was hoping, like, that line was supposed to be like, oh, a parent's so sweet. But I just can't help but look at it as like, okay, but you're like forcing her into this helpless position and then trying to save her instead of like, I don't know, trying to spend your time. Like, you know, she's woven into this story. Like, you know, she's going to stick around. She's told you this. It's implied that like, you know, she's not going anywhere and you've done nothing to help her learn to defend herself or ask her what she knows to defend herself. Like, you've done nothing to actually help the situation. You've just told her to leave. So like, I think we're like, I think we're supposed to be like, oh, sweet. But like, I don't know. Could've I just, better. I'm just want more out of my men. The Hear that. The floor. <laughs> yeah. Where were we? <laughs> okay. Parent telling Min to leave. He's like, here's like, I can give you some money. You should probably go. Yeah. And Min is even like, Parent, that's sweet, but like, no, I'm not leaving. And then we've got Moraine coming down from her like little hut. I love that she's got the biggest house <laughs> in this area. As she deserves. <laughs> she does. Moraine deserves so many things. And she tells Perrin and crew, like, the news that Leia had, like, strange movements by the White Cloak Army, blah, blah, blah. And Lan is even kind of shocked that she, like, reveals as much as she does. And then we've got Perrin. He goes to bed. <laughs> we, uh, sorry, I just have to mention this. Lan goes back. He He's like, Maureen walks away. And then Lan's like, let me just get more soup. Like, I'm going to get a second helping of soup before I follow you. And I just had this, like, cutest little image of him just, like, trotting after her with his <laughs> the soup. Sorry, I love Lan. That's all. In the information that she gives them so generously, it's noted that the White Cloaks have not moved any force against those who have declared for the dragon. So we're yep. seeing our lion scenario kind of starting, I think. Mm -hmm. And that three young men have died in villages that Leia passed on her way there in circumstances where no one should have been able to come close unseen. All of the men are tall and 
have like colored eyes, so randish looking guys. And we get the first mention of the soulless killers you don't notice until it's too late. Yes, the soulless. I wonder if they're going to show up. <laughs> I guess we'll uh, find out in a couple minutes. Read it. Read and find out. <laughs> we will. So her parent has some sketchy dreams, which we, I guess, could assume to be like Balsamon and Lanfear. I can't remember specifically what dream it is in this one. Is he in like a maze? He's in an inn at the start. Yes, he's in an inn. And I think we're meant to assume that that's Balsamon that he's talking to, but he doesn't and really realize it. He, Yeah, Balsamon is doing his regular thing where he's like, drink it. <laughs> And he's like, I don't think I should. And he's like, I'm not thirsty, thanks. And then Lanford comes in and she's like, let me try. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you drink it because I'm and hot. And then he's like, wow, maybe I should drink it. I and she like, changes the cup a, color. Yeah. I have a red flag Ooh. moment. <gasps> a red flag. Which is three threads woven together share one another's doom. When one is cut, all are. Fate can kill you. It does not do work. Dun, which dun, dun, I dun. read <laughs> again. Pro- I have no faith in myself with predicting anything in this book anymore. <laughs> you got Nynaeve and Land, so I, the romance stuff. Before I've it got even popped the up. romance stuff. I'm on top of. It's fine, <laughs> but everything else, no. <laughs> this sounds a lot like if Matt parent or dies. Rand dies all of them die big concerning i would normally say because we have a mat in the vicinity it's because we have a rand <laughs> but it's because we have a rand and a parent to be honest uh, they're the weaker members of the link i'm starting to trust matt more but oh i can't wait for you guys yeah. to get the next section oh god <laughs> so, so concerning Perrin has all of his dreams he's awoken by a warning sorry one second we have oh, we have a ahead. gross moment that yes. i have to point out Sorry, mm. that's my job. A broad belt of silver links banded a waist. Oh. He could have encircled with his hands. <laughs> no one's waist is that Ooh. big. <laughs> I would like to reference everyone reading to an anatomy book of how <laughs> women actually look. Fair enough, huge hands. And I also need everyone to be aware that at this time, if we're basing this off of like medieval history, that would not have been hot. <laughs> that no. would have been you. You might have the plague. <laughs> that Good would have point. been, please get away from me. You look sickly and I need to feed you some bread and lard. <laughs> this is not. So, you know, we're all about realism when it comes to like women being useless. But then when women's waists <laughs> want to have like a normal girth. Absolutely not. It's just not allowed. <laughs> oh, I could write an essay about this line. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, don't no, like that, that either. <laughs> she does talk to him about seizing glory because Girlie is obsessed. I- That's really her go-to, hey? She, she just wants want glory. glory. Glory for these guys. Parents like, I don't actually want glory at all. I just wanted to be a blacksmith. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> he shouts that I'm a blacksmith. I am a man. He literally <laughs> became Rand. He became Rand. I, I'm a sheep herder. No, you're not. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> shut sure. up. And realize that you're no longer this person. I'm a blacksmith. Shut up, Perrin. <laughs> shut up. This is not a valid argument. Oh, Perrin. Yep. And he's awoken by a warning from the wolves that the Trollocs are attacking. Which wow. Also, hold, hold, I on, did, hold, on, I hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Beforehand. <laughs> Alexandra. <laughs> We have to go oh. through the dreams. They are important. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh. I guess okay. 
parent, he ends up in the ways in his dream is what I'm seeing. Okay, is that what you were thinking? Because I, I didn't like picture that. But when you said it, like I, when I read your notes, I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I think you might be right about that. Like that feels like the ways or almost like the ways from the outside. Like he's looking at it. Well, oh, yeah, I thought I mean, that was... No, I didn't no, get that I, until, until I, I read Taylor's just, notes. Just because it's described exactly as the ways were first described to yeah. us. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. And in these in the ways, the dream ways, three men meet, have an argument, and are enveloped in a ball of fire. And I, I have descriptions of all the men. Okay, well, who oh, who, do, we who think? do you think that is? Oh, good I mean, lord. I heard, I, heard, I heard three men, and I was just like, he's just seeing himself and Rand and Matt. Okay, I had that thought, too, that it's like, grown up them, this is possibly what we're gonna be. And then my theory kind of changed that these are forsaken. And I think that parents because he had a memory of the third man something about an inn and something before that is the thought he had so you're thinking all three of them are forsaken is what you're saying okay the third man i think potentially is baalzaman okay the way that perrin knew him with the vagueness of an old memory memory. and he thinks an inn and something before that and he was just in the inn with right. Balzaman. I think, oh, well, I did have, I literally just came to that conclusion right now. In my notes, I had that the memory was a memory of the wolves that Perrin is connecting to. Because he does comment on his eyes, which I was assuming are yellow, but now I'm thinking are fire pits mm. or like disguising fire pits. I think that guy's Balzaman now, and I, I just decided that right now. All right. But yeah, yeah I think, think that they're forsaken. Some forsaken. Yeah. All right. So then there's like a blast of fire in this situation, and Perrin either hides or gets like knocked back. And he wakes up, but like in another dream, right? Yeah, he, he and then he sees little scene Calendor. change. Yeah, little, little <laughs> cuts, <laughs> cut to the next scene, and he's looking at yeah, Calendar in who wields the me, heart who, of the stone. We, oh, who wields me, wields destiny. Take me and begin the final journey. I would like a crystal sword. No, you wouldn't. You would pout about it be. like Rand would. <laughs> Obviously, really, crystal is not the best material for a sword, but magic swords aside, it's magic. So, it's fine, maybe. <laughs> okay, well, I'm worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up because of a warning from the wolves. Correct, the twisted. Which ones I thought come. this was like a warning for like not immediately right now. So I read. <laughs> well, they've been trying to this this bug really, him all this day. Is really this is a really funny moment for me because I was like, this is going to come back up. And then the next page, <laughs> next page. I was like, oh. <laughs> and it comes back up. <laughs> but been, I left my little red flag because I was like, I'm trying to tell him you know. all day there's freaking Trollocs coming or there's, uh, what do they call them? Twisted Ones coming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he can't, he can't save Leia. He has yeah. not picked up the phone. And he goes full feral with the wolves to kill Trollocs. He is big mad at her for pitying him. Yes. He doesn't like that. But also... he has his axe. Like, for some reason, he's mad at her in this situation. Yeah, why is he yelling at her? Like, how dare you? (laughs) But I am trying to save you. Oh, sorry, you died. Also, I mean, she could have gone back in the house. What? What? Girl, why are you outside? So he goes, like, full feral to a point where, at the end, once he realizes that there's no more Trollocs, but he can still feel the wolves fighting, like, the Neverborn, and he, like, watches some of the wolves die, and then he starts howling. (laughs) In front of (laughs) everyone. from Min's perspective, (laughs) Min just turns to him and is like, are you okay? <laughs> and all I can picture is just parents standing there, like kind of zoned out, staring off into the distance, and then he just starts howling. And it's like, um, sir, are you all right? Can you calm down? 
Yeah, Perrin, he's struggling with his power for sure. Rand comes... Oh, go ahead. I did like in this section that when he is full wolf, he's just referred to as young bull. Like he's not called Perrin Mm -hmm. anymore. I like the way it kind of flits in and out, like where he's describing the wolves too. And like all of a sudden they start saying twisted ones and neverborn instead of like fades and trollocs. Mm -hmm. I like how it kind of shifts. Rand comes out afterwards (laughs) and complains. Rand had a bad time. He was useless (laughs) during this fight. Useless. All he could do is set some trees on fire. He was so upset about it. Can't control his... Maybe if he had talked to Moraine and they had worked on his powers... He could have done more, but I instead, mean, Maureen has said that she like basically can't help him because. But she said she would try. Yeah, and then he's like, "Absolutely not! I will not trust you, you dirty eyes to die. How dare you <laughs> talk to me? Also, everything you Don't say leave is me. wrong. But why are you not here anymore?" <laughs> his he says his fight was not against the Trollocs, against myself to keep from burying us all under the mountain. Because he was just like, oh man, I want to, I want to tear this mountain down and drop it on these Trollocs. He had a little he's, internal battle. He had to. He's he's in he his MTB era, like <laughs> not looking good for Rand. Right he now. had to temper those big emotions, and it was a lot for <laughs> for Rand. Moraine comes up and has healed everybody, and is literally like falling over, and she heals Perrin. And he's, he's like super tired and hungry and then gets hangry. He's big mad about it. Too. He gets he's big like, mad about it. He's don't very touch me. Yeah. And Min is like, I've just got bruises. Like, you don't have to heal me. It's fine. And then she goes and tries to heal Rand, but she can't really do too much because his wound is like messed up. Uh, she is she, she is mad that his wound reopened. Like, she's upset about it. Yeah. She hisses, which yep. came up a few too many times in this section for me. I was like, stop. <laughs> hissing? Hissing. Why are they all hissing? That's the only way <laughs> we can cats. convey that they're mad. <laughs> But I don't I don't actually know my thoughts on this, but he he says just just take me to Shale Ghoul. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, let's just put some blood on the and rocks. He, he's just like, like, let's just prophecy. go. Let's just like I'm done. And I this is when I felt bad for him because I was like, this man, he he's lost. Yeah. And I don't think he's helped himself in not getting lost. But I can empathize with the fact that like when you're at that point, it, it's hard to know what to do. And he's just like, I just want it to end. Like this is this is no longer fun. This is no longer anything. I, just I thought it was going to be like the stories and it's not. <laughs> it's not. And Moraine says. It's not that simple. And also, your blood on a rock will not solve this, which is what he's convinced. Yeah, Rand is kind of convinced that like if he can just fulfill the prophecy as he thinks it'll it that things yeah. will work out. So sh- like he takes each line kind Very of literally, literally. And Moraine doesn't and she, agree. She also Moraine says, is like, if think- I could, I would. <laughs> like she's like, Do you think I want you alive? Actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> do not think you know she says, do not think you know anything at all of what must be even if someone has told you the whole of the prophecies which which i just i was just like okay so there's obviously a little conveniently we're gonna slowly get more prophecies but obviously there's more to the story here and we're not getting the full gist of it as with all prophecies, maybe they don't mean what you first think they mean. Also, we have Rand, you know, <laughs> Min's like, oh, no, everyone was healed except Moraine. Couldn't Rand try? And then Land's like, absolutely <laughs> not. Good joke, Min. It's not that I don't trust you, but like also I don't trust your power. <laughs> 
And mm-hmm. Rand has a little self-deprecating moment, and he says, I'm not to be trusted. Luz Theron Kinslayer killed everyone close to him. Maybe I'll do the same before I am done. And I... Rand's losing it, man. So I also have a theory. Okay. Would Ooh. you like me to hold that to the end? You can give it now. Go ahead. Okay, so my theory is... Oh, we put the book down. (laughs) I have to put the book down. (laughs) So my theory is... So I had this thought at the end of the last book as well. And so I think personally, so we've gotten a lot about these like prophecies don't have to be fulfilled the way that you think they have to be. And we've also got that the like pattern has to stay the same, but like only from a far distance. Mm -hmm. And we have Luz there in Kinslayer having tainted the pool of magic for the men. Mm -hmm. So I'm theorizing that Rand will clear cleanse it. Okay. Ooh. Because at one point men could channel and that didn't mess up the pattern and the ages still repeated and everyone was happy and whatever. So that won't mess up the pattern and it's been mentioned multiple times in like kind of a weird way how it's said. And I have an example, but I I can't seem to find it. But that we've been just reminded and reminded that he tainted this pool, which I this might just be, you know, Jordan being like, it might have been a while since you read this part. So I'm going to remind you, which is totally fair. But I just think if, yeah, if it has to be a pattern and it has to be, it has to look the same from a distance, but not be exactly the same, then I think he has to cleanse it because... Otherwise, how will it move forward and look like still have that big of an effect? Anyway, that's right. kind of my theory now. I don't like all the prophecies sound very grim for Rand living. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> we know Tay is very convinced of it. I'm still going to be on the theory of like, maybe there's a way for him to live. I'm sure he'll be just as whiny after her as he was during. But, you know, I'm not sure about that. But I think that's that's my theory in the first part of book three of All the right. 15 book series. Well, I am pro ranch death, <laughs> but I, I like that theory. <laughs> that sounds cool. I like it. Let's right. let the men channel again. Speaking of Rand, the next morning, Rand, Rand he gone. Done, <laughs> he runs away. God, I'm mad. <laughs> I know you're mad about this, Taylor. I do. So his reasoning is basically like he doesn't want anyone else to die. He's got to just go do it. And I, well, I agree that's annoying to be like. I think you're alone in this room, Alex. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do think that like this is him forcing his hand right here, right? Like he's like, okay, I've sat here all winter and nothing yeah. has happened and I'm stressed and like nothing is going right. I, I, I just have to go. Like something's got to happen and I'm just going to go with it and see what, you know. I don't understand Rand's character, I think on like a fundamental level. I think Rand as a person and me are very different people. (laughs) And I think that's one of the issues I'm running into such a big problem with him because I think, and I understand the like not fully trusting the Aes Sedai, but, and we'll get this later with Matt, my take into it would be like, okay, let's figure out as much as we can. Whereas Rand has been kind of like not doing that and then to run off it seems really stupid like i understand it's i'm gonna say this it's not his least favorite move like i think he's ever made but i don't i just like as a person i'm just like i don't understand really what your goal is here so his goal here i'm sure it's gonna work out well for him and it's gonna make me mad that's my (laughs) take on what's gonna happen because of course it will because the pattern will make sure it does and all of that but mad if you just worked with moraine like a tiny bit like you could maybe have better plans so like his thought here or at least moraine's thought at what he's gonna do is go to tier to find Kalendor, because that's kind of the next part of the prophecy that he assumes 
Yeah. Or they're assuming he assumes he has to figure out. So his goal is like, well, if I'm part of this prophecy, like, let's just get her done. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this prophecy going. I. But he does leave a note. Ugh, thank goodness. Die. <laughs> I just like like the chosen one savior trope. Just like like you might be the chosen one, the one who has to like do something important, but there's a bigger picture. It's bigger than you. And like, there are people trying to keep you safe. Like, oh, I don't want anyone else to die for me. People are going to make sacrifices in this whatever war, whatever situation it is. (laughs) And just like, they're going to do that for the greater good to get you where you need to be to mm-hmm. take down the big Do bad what or whatever. Yeah. But you, why are you why are you why do you run away? It's you know what? But at the same time, you know what? But at the same time, Taylor, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen this meme. It's a canon moment. You can't interrupt it. But the main character, who's the chosen one, has to figure out that they cannot run away to save life. I feel like it just has to happen at the same time. <sighs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because he might accomplish a little bit more of his goal and it might not be like it that's this is this is my general opinion by the end is gonna be like okay he kind of accomplished it but there were like there's gonna be a moment i think where he realizes it was kind of stupid because he put other people's lives at risk in a way he didn't intend but they shouldn't have followed him because that that was where they all went wrong if they just didn't follow him but then they explain why they had to follow him and then he's like ah and then i'm hoping with my whole chest that this is actually the moment Rand grows up at the end of this book and just understands that he has now a responsibility to other people i've been wrong about Rand growing up before i think we have like another three or four books before that (laughs) (laughs) but i do i do like as much as it irritated me it it just felt like it's gotta happen with the chosen one. Like they've gotta figure out that like they can't run. They can't run people. to save people, and in fact, that generally does the opposite. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm so annoyed because I just don't want to have to go through this again in all oh my, my life. Of this might be where you these... get your sadness of loyal dying that you so desperately wanted. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so we have. I'm gonna eat my Rand words and disappear. And cry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Rand has disappeared. Morian says, Min, you got to take a message to Tarvalin. She doesn't want to do that, but she's going to do it. She wants and to go Perrin to Rand. Loyal, she loves him. She loves Rand so much. Perrin and Loyal, you're coming with us. We're going to find Rand. Uh, Uno is kind of pissed about this. He's like, whoa, wait a second. And she's like, we cannot take all of you. All of you are hurt because all the Shinarans are hurt at this point. And Perrin, absolutely not having it with Morian in this situation. He is freaking pissed. Okay, so first off, Perrin is about to say a bunch of stuff that I was just like, shut up. And Loyal <laughs> is stressed about it. Loyal, Loyal is like, don't do that. That's <laughs> like, he's muttering. He's like, don't piss off nice and I. Like, that's a bad idea. And then Min afterwards is like, oh my God, Perrin, you were like so brave. And <laughs> he's I, like, yeah, I was. Min plummeting down my list <laughs> like i don't know why she had to be not the coolest character ever because she had so much potential to be the coolest character ever i do like when parents like wait like i don't like you like that and Ben's like yeah okay i know she's like yeah you're i also a don't great like you brother <laughs> so this was the one that really killed me so he says a lot of stuff when Moraine's just trying to explain what's going to happen. And like Moraine is not being her nicest self, maybe. Well, she just had to heal a million people but last also, night. She's got no sleep. And also, she's had to deal with Rand being Rand at her for well, no all reason. Winter, and now Perrin's coming And now Perrin's like, let me take that spot for you. And she's like, oh my God. No <laughs> and so she says, you know, 
she doesn't even say this, which is what drives me up the wall. But she's talking about how the people, like essentially the people who follow the Dragon Reborn will go and do this. And she never uses the phrase that he accuses her of using, which I also thought was really interesting because Perrin's just mad. And he says, so we are, quote, the people of the dragon now? Perrin laughed mirthlessly. The stone of tear will never fall till the people of dragon come. Have you given us a new name, Moraine? And Lan loses it. <laughs> Lan, Lan is like, let me out. He's about to cut off Perrin's tongue. And honestly, he should have. <laughs> He says, watch your tongue, blacksmith. And Moraine just glares at both of them and is like, shut up. Mm -hmm. And But this whole time, he's just ragging on Moraine. I did like her line when he's like, why didn't you tell us anything? Or why haven't you told us yeah, all this stuff? So like, let us... And she's like, what do you want me to do? Tell you all of my knowledge in one afternoon? Like, I can't tell you things if I don't know what's going to happen, Perrin. Like, I can't just... Like, here, let me prep you with all of my knowledge as years of an... As of being an Aes Sedai. Here, here it all is. I'll just lay it all out. Yeah, like, she what says, do you want, you, want you want me to share a lifetime of knowledge with you in a single afternoon or even a single year? I will tell you this. Be wary of dreams, Perrin. Be very wary of dreams. So that also made me mad because he was like, you never told me that dreams were dangerous. That was my the first dude. thing she told you. Like, that was the first thing she said. <laughs> I suppose she said it to Rand and Matt, but at some point she has told him dreams are dangerous, Perrin. And then, and like, like she was like, tell me about all of your dreams. That is the most important thing. You have to tell me about your dreams. Tell me about your dreams. And they're all like, should we tell her about our dreams? Nah, let's not. <laughs> that, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun little surprise later. We'll just surprise her and be like, hey, we've had like 30 million dreams. Maybe you could have helped. And, and he just goes, there's always something new from you. And I was like, there isn't. <laughs> this has been a discussion. <laughs> Perrin, I was there. Yeah, yeah. We were all there. <laughs> It's it's quite the fight. Afterwards, once they finally get out of there, him and Loyal are walking down and Min turns to him and says like, hey, I got to tell you some things because as soon as you said you were going to go with them, she had a viewing of yeah. all of these things on him. And Taylor, I'm sure you have them written down. I have it right here if you want. <laughs> oh so, yeah, read it out. An, an ailment? I yieldman. I yieldman. An I yieldman in a cage. I wonder who that is. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll save my comments for the end. <laughs> and I can't pronounce this word. A two. Tuatha on. A tinker. A tinker with a sword, a falcon, and a hawk perching on your shoulders. Both female, I think. That's very important. And all the rest, of course. What is there? What is always there? Darkness swirling around you and none of that, he said quickly. Yeah. So because he made this decision to go, Min has seen all of these things that will. Yeah. And she says, I always happen. see turning points in people's life or what's fated. It's always important. And then she says, if you meet a woman, the most beautiful woman you've ever seen, run. I wonder who she's and talking he about. he says, gag, you saw a beautiful woman. Why should I run from a beautiful woman? <laughs> well, she couldn't do anything to me. She's beautiful. Men's mm. just like, yeah, no, you are an idiot. Just run. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, but why can't Min just be like, hey, land fear is here, um, just so everyone knows. No, what? Min sucks. I don't sucks. know why she doesn't say that. Min sucks. Actually. In this moment. <laughs> Min is absolutely at this point just serving the dark one with her absolute silence because she can't just be like hey so while i was cuddling rand let's skip over that part lanfear showed up yeah why doesn't she tell like, like a because forsaken says something because the aes Sedai are not to be trusted alex but the aes Sedai are me. evil and not to be trusted with any knowledge i truly don't know why she doesn't say it in this situation because i, I mean min even like, even to perrin girl <laughs> 
Even to parent. Yeah. Even say to parent. Like I don't, parent doesn't have to say anything. Yeah. I, it bothers me that men just just like, oh, this like super important piece of information that I saw a forsaken who's not supposed to be here. It's fine. It's if you fine. see someone really pretty runaway parent, parent's like, I don't understand. I don't have to run from pretty women. <sighs> I had theory. I don't think it lines up anymore because we realized that we we're told that like Rand is essentially projecting his dreams. Right. But I had a theory why Perrin was dreaming about that. And I don't know if it's worth sharing with the class anymore because I don't <laughs> think it's right. I mean, go ahead. So we had a line in the eye of the world that the Dark One could potentially touch the pattern. And if the Taveran are woven tight to the pattern, then that was why I was assuming that Balsamon could reach into Perrin and matt's dreams as well because that was actually him touching the pattern and that's why like that's how he was reaching them but then they were like hey rand's projecting his dreams on everyone and i was like okay maybe maybe it was just rand not i also i do have like kind of a note so the people perrin run into in his dreams they are never pleased to see him so i also felt like he was maybe not necessarily getting the projected dream that everyone else was and he was actually invading dreams in a weird way because they seem like they could see him as him and not Rand. Anyway. So Baron Loyal, Maureen, and Lan set off to find Rand. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, wandering. There's a one point where they're like fishing and Maureen comes up and <laughs> fishes with great. them. And I think this is Maureen's little way of getting back at Baron for being such an idiot to her. Yeah, she's trying to put him back she, in his place. Yeah, she does. And it's kind of, it was like the way he was describing it as her. So like she catches the fish and then... She just kind of leaves them there and the parents just like, oh, I guess we're supposed to clean them. And then he's like, well, it's only fair if we all do it. And then like he just progressively just starts doing more and more of like the chores around the camp. <laughs> and it kind of was reminiscent of like the way Pedro Nile was talking about like setting the lion loose in order to control. I don't know why that just like had a weird connection there to me. I don't saying that they are connected, but the way that that like plan was described was like sort of mm-hmm. reminiscent of the way Moraine is like, okay, and well, can you also just do this? Like it's reasonable enough. I don't understand why you can't do it. But I loved her just like catching the fish and being like, oh, yeah, that wasn't really hard. Is that easy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like it's hard. Mm. Exactly. So they get to Jara and they meet, I can't remember what the guy's name is, the, the in the leap. Simeon. And in this town, there's been, pardon? Simeon. Simeon, yes. And in this town, there's been a ton of weddings, which is a little odd. Everybody's gotten married lately, like over the last two days. Literally everybody. There's not Every a single, single lady around. Yep. No single ladies. <laughs> and they, so they meet Simeon. He kind of takes them all to their room. Karen is just ready to be like, hey, have you seen someone named Rand? And Lan is like, also, zip it. <laughs> also just doing the most. Just be a problem. Yeah. Maureen is like, hello, the weddings? That's Rand. Like, come on. And, <laughs> and the white cloaks. But anyways, yeah, the white cloaks too are acting strange. Perrin still just goes ahead and, I mean, she tells him afterwards, but Perrin goes ahead and talks to Simeon and Simeon's like, hey, I think you're traveling with an Aes Sedai. <laughs> Can she heal my brother? Because something's wrong with him. He's really sick. He needs help. And they go down to, like, Perrin goes to tell Maureen and says, like, hey, you should be happy that I talked to this guy because he knows you're an Aes Sedai. And they go down Land? to meet his brother. Oh, wait. Okay. Lan and Maureen. But first, <laughs> Lan and Maureen exchange a look. Oh, yeah. And Perrin is bothered by this. So he... Lan catches Moraine's eye and they stare at each other and it says the warder had an air about him of a wolf about to leave. Finally, Moraine shook her head. 
No, she said, as you're, you wish, it is your decision. But Lan sounded like she ch- chose wrong. And he, Perrin, distraught. You were going to kill him? <laughs> they told you not to talk to him. This they told they, Like, this <laughs> literally would have been on your head. Yeah. <laughs> I quote, you were told to keep your mouth shut. This Why can nobody you do were. that in this book? <laughs> no. Keep your mouth shut. So they go down. They meet Simeon's brother, who looks like he has gone full, completely wolf. And Moraine kind of takes one look at, him and look at him and was like, I'm well, she, sorry. She goes in. She touches his head. Yeah, she goes in to like make sure. And Perrin, because a woman is in danger, is <sighs> now distressed about Moraine and says, Moraine, the man is dangerous. And she, she claps back with all men are dangerous. <laughs> True. <laughs> there you Jones go. like, all right. <laughs> and then then she touches his head and then she and she's like i'm sorry i can't do anything and Perrin. so she walks away and Perrin's staring at this guy in the cage and finally he kind of turns to simeon and is like he should be let free like he's not coming back and simeon like it actually has like a sort of a sweet moment where he says like he agrees and so they let him out and he runs off into the woods and Perrin can kind of i think Perrin feels him a little bit like later on but Perrin gets like kind of sad about or he feels bad about like his first impression of Simeon because he was kind of like, oh, he looks like a frog. (laughs) But he feels he feels bad because like this guy clearly knows he's different and like potentially the same as his brother. And he but he still like wants to help his brother as much as he can. So I don't know. That was just like a a weird, sad moment where Perrin kind of feels bad about like his Mm -hmm. immediate impression of this guy. And so they let Gnome, I believe is the brother's name, free so that he can at least, you know, be as free as he can. And this and also stresses Perrin out because he's like, great, this is what. He says, I've been What's worrying about Rand going mad, but I never thought I had to worry about myself. Yeah. I mean, clearly you kind of did. But Simeon also tells Perrin that the White Cloaks have a list of names of dark friends that they're looking for. One of the names the White Cloaks had was a fellow named Perrin Abara, a blacksmith. They said he has yellow eyes and runs with wolves. And Perrin's Sus. like, well, side eye. Could like, be me. Like, do <laughs> you think this Perrin is a dark friend? And Simeon He's like, wait, maybe we should says, kill this guy. <laughs> Simeon says, a dark friend wouldn't care if my brother died in a cage. That's Simeon nice. Is, is more than meets the eye. So like he him. goes to Moraine again in anger. He's panicking now because he thinks he's going to go crazy. So I understand he's like, the stress. He's like, help me. And he's like, I've been really angry at you this whole week, but like, please help me out. And Maureen's like, look, I know like very, very little. Like, I really don't know very much. And he's like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> how could you not know this? this so is she tells him what she knows of Wolf Brothers, like the little bit of information she does. And I don't know what she tells him here specifically. So Taylor, if you want to, you know, expand on that, because I don't want to spoil anything. But um. I can't remember what she explicitly tells him she mostly goes in about dreams that dreams can be dangerous for you Perrin. wolves live partly in this world and partly in the world of dreams the way wolves talk to one another the way they talk to you is in some ways connected to this world of dreams i Sedai, who have the talent of called dreaming dreamers sometimes spoke of encountering wolves in their dreams even wolves that acted as guides and so yeah. she or er, Perrin asks her if she can protect him from his dreams like she does for Lan and she like makes a joke protect about like me. I don't need another warder and he's like oh, thanks you for know what offering, I mean bruh. I don't want to be a warder 
light bound to an Aes Sedai for the rest of my life, that's as bad as the wolves. Heavy foreshadowing. <laughs> Heavy. So circle back to my prediction from uh, episode one of Perrin becoming Egwene's warder. I just picture a little dreamwalking duo. I think that'll be cute when it happens. So yeah, the, uh, I have the implication. I have a here. different theory of who's going to become a Gwen's warder, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll fight. The later. implication <laughs> here is that Teleron Riod is the same as the Wolf Dream. There, so when Perrin's in there, and when you're mentioning like people see him and they yeah. look mad, it's because he's in Teleron Riod. That's so much more boring than my theory. <laughs> But what would be your theory that like oh Balsamon was touching the yeah pattern here? Well, also, well, it kind of fits in with my theory, but that that was when I was. So he does have another dream. Yes, he goes go into another dream and he meets Hopper in his dream. Hopper is is alive and well in the Wolf Dream. Perrin meets Hopper in his dreams, and yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone in Perrin like this dream is real upset at seeing Perrin. They're like, "What are you doing here?" Uh, Celine Lanfear in particular real real upset about it mm -hmm. even is... more upset than the guy who gets skinned yeah and then hopper just rips out parents throat. yeah he's like get out of here to and wake Rand him up off. which when hopper like lunges for parents throat to wake him up in this dreamland we have been told that like what happens is dangerous like if you die in dreamland you die you know does that not apply to I wolves think... lunging and cut eating out your throat i think that he's not like actually he, biting he him leapt. he's like so leaping also, to like get him out because like hopper he he's been leaps here longer so for parents throat but he never just actually, a jump like, scare yeah, yeah i, I think, think that's what I he's think, trying okay. to do here yeah he never actually like it's never said he like grabs his throat he just leaps at it and then Perrin wakes up covered in blood the blood of the man in yellow so that that carried over and then we got rand off killing dogs with with fire is is he killing them it seems it. like it says for an instant in the middle of that something the dogs seemed to become transparent and then it was gone so i'm wondering if he's trying to say like to that read and find out like he's I teleporting the dogs, the dogs weren't real oh i will say to that read and find out like immediately <laughs> was, reading i was um, like he's just out here killing dogs his man is breaking down We've gotten to killing more animals. Like something of the power or something like not physical coming after him. And when he had reached out to them, that was him dispelling the magic. That's what think, I took it as. I could be wrong. Do you think the dogs are like a, a shadow spawn? Something like, like something, something. Yeah, something like that. You've got more of the lore down than I do. I'm just saying it's a magic dog that could hurt him, but he is dispelling it in some way, shape, or form. I assume by having a modicum of control over the power also, he is basically dispelling the dog. And so when he's shouting at the dogs, he's actually shouting at the, like, Balsamon and or Balsamon's friends. Because it's, he, he, like, shoots whatever, and then he's like, oh, it worked. Like, he's yeah. kind of relieved there. Yeah. I, Again, to I that, like I'm going to say read and find out. Because the, the Satan <laughs> like also, like, floods him, like, right before all of this goes down. So, like, I'm assuming he's just using the power, mm -hmm. and I'm assuming that the dogs are, like, metaphysical, spiritual, magical, whatever you want to call them dogs, and not real dogs. Like, he might also be just transporting them to another plane of existence. He could also be going a little crazy. Who knows? <laughs> Could also be imagining the dogs. The dogs are not real. <laughs> I'm going to latch onto this 
the dogs are some shadow spawn creation. Yeah, like that was that was something. my thing. But also. and because when I read it, I was like, is he just like on a farmer's property and the dogs are like trying to chase him out and he's just no, I de- killing I these definitely dogs. think the dogs. I don't like that. The idea dogs as much. at the very least are talking to dark friends slash balls and on slash crew like they're they're not they're being compelled it's just that the dogs never stopped coming made me feel like the dogs weren't real because <laughs> you can just yeah. keep making more magic dogs them hounds there you go alex is uh, like i want to move on i'm gonna <laughs> say like, i can't talk i can't much. talk <laughs> i was just gonna quote Rand's further breakdown saying track me find me i have to reach tier i'll find out there if i am the dragon there'll be an end to it. And if I'm not, if it's all a lie, there will be an end to that too. An end. Like he, bro is done. He, he's, he's having a bad time. Except he's not done because this is book three. <laughs> Mentally, he's <laughs> done. Mentally, <laughs> So now we switch over to Egwene and crew and they are almost in Tarvalin. Egwene is very impatient and she's got a little bit of like PTSD vibes here because she's like very much... I will not be chained again. I will not be captured. I will not lose my freedom, which is funny considering she's a novice in the White Tower, so she doesn't have a ton of freedom, but, you know, better than mm-hmm. being collared. And yeah, she has a little, she's not like her and Nynaeve are, you know, there's some friction here. And to me, it reads as like, I know we want like, you know, the female relationships to not be just like full of irritation, but I do feel like these two read as siblings a little bit here as in Nynaeve is like the older sister and so like some of the irritation from Egwene I get because except they're not siblings I know but so I just the was only really two... annoyed at Egwene because I was like Shh, sit down <laughs> sit down sit down zip it I get the like sibling vibe from them only because like they're from the same town they're the only two there I mean Matt's not really he hasn't been awake in three days right so <laughs> and like Nynaeve is the older sister who's like kind of always telling Egwene what to do and Egwene's just sort of like over it that's sort of the vibe I get here at least or that's how I read it at least yeah I get that reading so they're confronted with white cloaks lovely just getting in their way and Varen gives some very explicit instructions <laughs> to I wonder if they are going to be followed they're like, too hard to follow be quiet get us out. can't can't but it, again i do feel for Egwene here having just gone through like you know being a slave like she is kind of quick to the draw the ptsd is real starts yeah starts causing these explosions to scare them off varen is very not happy about it yeah like, i'm so sorry i get the ptsd i do get like, what varen is saying was like i can do this <laughs> i am so powerful and varen was like you have no clue what you're doing like you are just throwing magic around and you have no clue anything like you know nothing and she's like i know so much and i'm like i i'm kind of on everyone else like she's just i am like- on everyone else's side like with this like Egwene like I was like dude like who do you think you are (laughs) she's scared stressed out and Elaine and Nynaeve kind of copy her Mm -hmm. but it was Egwene that started it and they have a very sick Matt with him Matt is out of commission he's been basically in a coma for three days and Huron is also there and Taylor I saw in your notes like they're acting like or Huron is acting like they don't know he's a sniffer at this point technically he 
doesn't know that Varen knows he's a sniffer, if I remember correctly. So like he's still kind of trying to be discreet Incognito. about it, even yeah, though he's Varen like, oh, does know. I just he just have a knows. feeling something's gonna happen. Like Vance yeah. isn't just <laughs> smelling it in the air. So we get to Tarvalin and Varen kind of just like tells them like, look, you guys are runaways basically just like go along with it just a really great line so Varen says always plan for the worst child that way all your surprises will be pleasant ones and just a quick pause to discuss the map Tarvalin map and what that may or may not look like can we bring out that anatomy book again (laughs) wait what are you talking about this is a totally normal way to draw a city (laughs) this didn't ignite me with rage at all Like, is it unintentionally no, intentional? No, like, there's no way. There's it's no blatant. way this man who I'm assuming later writes various polyamorous relationships into the series took up a pen <laughs> or a pencil and made this shape and showed it to his wife and various other editors and nobody was like, hey, do you think it maybe looks a little like something <laughs> and he was and and he like he if it was originally unintentional it was very then much notified prior <laughs> prior to publication uh, this why I'm do you staring have it right in the face right now i really don't i really don't except that all of the fandom knows what it looks like except also what like i was i was i'm gonna be honest i was a little distraught because i was like i don't want a map like i don't give me a map here and then i was like wait a second and then i was i was like you you literally put this in the middle of the book too because you needed to make sure i saw it yeah you can't can't skip this one you said I have Marissa, no, I have no you're going to look excuse. at this and you're going to, you know, go on a podcast and I'm going to challenge you to not call me misogynistic for an entire podcast. That's what Jordan did with this. <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe this is real. If you had shown me this before we started, I would have been like, that's a funny joke. <laughs> the area where all the women train. That's so funny, Alex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's something. It's something. Yeah. So, if, you're, sure if you're confused, like let's say you're not reading along with us and you're just listening. Look up a map of Tarvalin. You need to look up a map of Tarvalin. I would <laughs> recommend if you have children who have not had certain discussions with you, might want to know why you're laughing once you see the map. So maybe... <laughs> I mean, maybe you could... Don't show them. Yeah. Or just open a right, dialogue. So in- it's fine. <laughs> we're in Tarvalin. <laughs> The girls get kind of sent away with some accepted who are being, you know, sassy to them. And Varen reports to the Amerlin. We find out basically no one else can use the horn except for Matt unless he dies. And they kind of have a moment where they're like, he is dying. What do you think like, about that? Could just <laughs> Would it be more convenient it? if he died? <laughs> and Suan's like, ah, I think it's Suan that's like, no, we can like we'll heal him. I'm not going to just ignore it. I mean, she says um, like, but mm, his fate is, the pattern has yet to make his fate clear. So she's like, ah. Yeah. How hilarious. Sorry. We'll I see. Just, how hilarious. They they let Matt die and then Rand and Perrin just drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> like the merge roll. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just like, oh, like, we ooh, messed that one we up. We screwed up. <laughs> 
Then the Amerlin calls Elaine, Egwene, and Nynaeve to her study to kind of dole out the punishments. They're basically Which, to see oh. Shiriam every day for some for some spanking. <laughs> Just the physical abuse in Tarvalon is the specific types of physical abuse. Yeah. Also, like it really a, goes with a, the map. What does she have really goes with the <laughs> yeah, it fits with the map. And then they have to tracks. wash dishes in the kitchen for basically the rest of their lives. Again, it tracks with. <laughs> With what we know of Jordan. Yeah. But and the Elaine's... victim blaming, man, brutal. Okay. I actually wasn't, okay. I wasn't that bothered because I was like, this is not real. I, like when they were getting in trouble for like, get, like everyone who needs to know what actually happened knows what actually happened. Like it's it all worked out. But they're still, they're still getting punished though. They're not yeah, like but they're for getting punished being to victims. Avoid suspicion. Yeah, but it still sucks. Yeah, like it does suck for them. <laughs> it is like a front, basically, though. I, like the I punishment. Can't. You don't have to I, actually whip them. Then, like, just yeah. No, I, have them I'm, sit I'm, in I'm study on for a minute. With that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm on agreement with that. But I was like, there, like, it's a valid point. Like the society. It's a valid point in the society that has been created here because nobody is going to let these girls off the hook. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to, you kind of have to do it, or else you have to steal them. Yeah, like the the, like she makes the reason she's argument. doing this is because, like, by all pretenses, ran away. Yeah, I know. I mean, she doesn't really get to let them tell their story, but by <laughs> all like, means, she she's know. like, shut it, shut it, don't want to hear yeah. it. She knows, <laughs> roughly and the only what reason, like. They like they are going to get actually physically punished by Shiriam, which again I think is just there's a lot of physical abuse happening in this. Yeah, I get it. But like the only reason is because she's not going to tell Shiriam. Yeah, she doesn't that, trust anybody basically. Like because to she doesn't trust it. Yeah, exactly. So like she would have to include Shiriam in the plans if she wasn't, which sucks for the girls. But like I don't know, they don't deserve to be punished. I'm on board with that. But like, what is the other option here? I guess. But also a little bit like a queen you did talk you did literally toss about some white cloaks like five minutes ago <laughs> yeah like okay, we're maybe not to you a do bit of deserve for that. punishment for that and Nynaeve and Elaine joined in so like they I get the punishment is not fitted to the right crime but like there are other crimes according because- to the rules <laughs> they're being punished to, to keep up the pretense that they were runaways and they got brought back basically and the reason uh, the Amerlin is doing that is because the re- like the whole reason they got taken away is because the Black Aja is real, and she's like, "Look, I can't trust anybody, so I know that you know you didn't actually run away, but I have to pretend." And she does not like nice about it; like she's pretty intense to them. But yeah, that's pretty much why they've got to go for some their their daily physical abuse and their dishwashing. However. On a lighter note, but like sort of not, they are Elaine and Egwene are going to be raised accepted because not a great note because they still have to go through the accepted trials. Yeah, the trials, but they've become basically too powerful outside the tower, so now they need to be accepted. And Egwene is like kind of secretly excited about this, but the Amerlin is like, this ain't going to be a cakewalk because a you've got to do the test, and b your first couple weeks or months after. Are gonna be the hardest of your lives. And so Nynaeve is like real quiet here. <laughs> yeah, <Nynaeve> is <laughs> uncomfy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it wasn't great. And also she mentions to Elaine's mom, so Queen Morgaze was pissed. <laughs> she yeah. was not happy that, that Elaine, Elaine left, that there. Elaine wasn't there. So much so that she left her her Aes Sedai Elena. advisor. 
Elida. And that's like a big yeah, deal. Elida. I said it wrong. A big deal because that's been like a tradition for like the last 3,000 years that the Queen of Andor always has an Aes Sedai advisor. And she was like, no, get out of here. You lost my child. <laughs> also, Elaine's pretty scared that she's mad at her as well. Also, we find out that the Amerlin seat has great, great interest and stakes of Elaine completing the Aes Sedai training. Uh, she actually goes to say that you will have the shawl as well as the ring. Not if I will, I won't let you go until you achieve both. Not if I have to grind you into sausage to do it. I will not let you go. Do I make? Elaine's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she sends Elaine and Leanne, who's her the keeper, out of the room, and then she talks privately to Egwene and Nynaeve, and this is where she tells them and like kind of sets them on hunting the Black Aja. I'm gonna be honest. This. This portion, this chapter, felt like it was taken out of like a middle grade story. Okay. Because it was all the adults are useless, so we have to trust the untrained people for a task that is well beyond them. This was very Harry Potter, Percy Jackson. The teenager has to come save the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I I get why we have to do it because we have to move the plot forward. But I was like, I, I just feel like this is a lot of trust. In kids that have been here, what, four months, maybe? And I could see Nynaeve because, like, she's, or Nynaeve because she's, like, grown and she's, like, in her 20s and stuff. But, like, Egwene is, like, 17. Really acts like a child. And that's fine. She is a child. I get it. But, like, don't give her this much responsibility. I feel like, do not give her this piece of paper that's, like, a get out of jail free card, please. She gives them, yeah, she gives them their get out of jail free card. Um, So they find out Leandrin takes has taken like 12 other Aes Sedai with her um, and left the tower. But Suwan wants to know if there's anybody left. Just basically anything they can find about the Black Aja, she's she's wanting to know. They also, and Leandrin the way- and her 12 also stole a bunch of Terangrials, many yes. of which they don't know the use of. And they murdered a bunch of people in the process of getting those Terangrials and Terangrials. Terangrials, And yeah. escaping the tower. Not looking good on the Leandrin's end. Somehow Suan has, meant, has been able to like keep this sort of quiet in a way. like Which also felt like very convenient. Yeah, it is a little convenient there. On their way back to their rooms, they're almost killed by something called a gray man. Or I will say... Before they get get there, they have a nice little conversation in which Nynaeve jumps up my respect and Egwene plummets, (laughs) in which during this conversation, they promise to essentially hold themselves to the three O's as though they were already bound by them, Mm -hmm. which Egwene is taking great issue with the like, don't kill people one. Which what do you like, mean? It's kind of a hot take. <laughs> Wait, I want to kill. I get you have some trauma, but like, girl, it's like you need to chill a bit. And Nynaeve is like, and she's like, I hope you didn't mean that to Nynaeve. Like, I hope you were just saying things. And Nynaeve is like, I meant that. Like, I and she makes very valid arguments. She says, I meant every word. There are other ways to defend ourselves. If there were not, I said I would be killed every time they left the tower. We just have to reason those ways out and use them. So Nynaeve is like, let's figure this out. Like, this is essentially just a challenge. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to just figure this out. And Egwene, like, turns dark Egwene for a little bit here. She goes, I know several ways already, and so do you. Like, she's, (laughs) like, ready to kill. Like, she is thirsty (laughs) for the blood. And Nynaeve says they are dangerous. And Egwene goes to argue, and she says, you can 
come to like them too much and you know this like i feel it you feel it it is dangerous Mm -hmm. like you cannot rely on this power we have to start relying on other things which i was like again the maturity levels are really showing Mm -hmm. and i get that the ptsd thing but i was just like Egwene, you're real like starting to sound real bloodthirsty she is she's a little Mm -hmm. bloodthirsty here that's for sure and for the growth with Nynaeve, the amir say it for me amerlin's the amerlin says that she would have made Nynaeve and Aes Sedai if she could. She yeah, would have raised her to the shawl. I wish I could have found a way to raise you to the shawl, daughter. Varen says you are already as strong as any woman in the tower. Unfortunately, Unfortunately for Nynaeve, yeah, you got to be able to control. She cannot summon it at will. Nynaeve cannot. The final tests for the shawl require you to channel while meant while maintaining utter calm under pressure, even ex- extreme pressure. Even I cannot, I would not set that requirement aside. It's not Nynaeve's strong suit, for sure. It is definitely not. So yeah, on their way back to their room, they're almost killed by something called a gray man. It shoots like crossbow at them, or at least I assume it shoots a crossbow. I think it has it's a crossbow. crossbow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Nynaeve holds it in place somehow, even though they can't see it. But by the time they get there, it's already been killed as a knife. And then- The gray man. Yeah. Shiriam shows up kind of out of nowhere and just in the nick of time it's a little odd and she kind of is like okay I'll hide this body (laughs) you know go to your room (laughs) go to your room go to Nynaeve's room yeah she doesn't live over here yeah we learn we learn more about because Solus was mentioned at the very beginning of the book um so Solus and gray men same thing give up their souls to serve the dark one as assassins they're not really alive after that. Not quite dead, but not truly alive. I also like her little quip that only a handful of women are stupid enough to make that sacrifice. <laughs> it's all Anyways. The, that's why I like gray men. <laughs> yeah. But gray men are creepy type of assassin because you don't really notice them until they're pretty much too close to like protect yourself. Like I, I do. Okay. So I just, that doesn't really <laughs> sound that different to every type of assassin. I suppose so. Yeah, that was my only question because I was like, "Oh, they don't," and I was like, "So they're just a really good assassin." (laughs) They're like a zombie. Yeah, (laughs) like you can't, you don't notice them moving like in front of you. Like I'm kind of picturing them as like Lan's cloak, kind of just like blending in. Yeah, that's a good things change. Maybe not being able to sense them either. Yeah, you can't sense them. There's, they're sort of like they're there. But you're not going to like pick up on them until they're like about to kill you kind of thing. And then you're like, wait a second, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. They get, yeah. yeah. They get to (laughs) Nanny's room and they find uh, Elaine's brothers. (laughs) Sorry, I'm in love with Nanny. So we have to, we have to just take a moment to absolutely adore how she just figures out how people are doing things. Yeah. She like she's such a smart girly, and I'm freaking here for it. I love it. Only- she's like, oh, I just figured out that power from like it was something that the Amerlin did to her mm-hmm. that she figured it out, and then yeah, she looks at like <laughs> she this saw weird it shield. Once, yeah, too. Like she literally that was what she did with the body, and she was she literally saw it once, and she was like, I already worked out how to do it. I was like, I. Yeah. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah, forget land. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. It's great. They finally. So yeah. Galad and Gawain are pestering Elaine, <laughs> like typical brothers. Nynaeve 
you know, forces them out here. Not after Elaine or Egwene can just like stare at Galad for a little bit. He's Elaine's so like, beautiful. hey, Gawain loves you so much. <laughs> and Egwene's like, what do you mean? He doesn't even look you know at what? me. You know what? You got to give it to Elaine for being the best sister slash wingman ever. <laughs> yeah, and just shooting like, Date my brother. his shot for her. <laughs> or shooting, <laughs> shooting his shot for him. Yeah. I also, so I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it because I'm going to be wrong. But I, I feel like Galad is going to be Oglian's order. Right. Okay. You didn't react properly, so I'm wrong. Oh, so. I, can't, I can't react. I'm trying <laughs> oh to my school God. my face. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think I'm wrong I'm on this. I'm schooling my features. But I feel, I'm just going to say, I feel like it would be interesting. I mean, so that's what because brought up my prediction from the first episode of Perrin being Egwene's warder. I also had a little caveat. I don't know if that's the right word I want. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what you're about to say either. Like a caveat that, that I said that could change depending on the situation. I said that if it's not Perrin, then there's going to be some super hot guy that Rand is very <laughs> jealous of that becomes yeah. the Queen's warder. Yeah, Galad. Um, he does fit that description. <laughs> I also... So, like, Egwene is so obsessed with him, and Elaine's like, hey, he kind of sucks. And I'm just, (laughs) at this point, I just, like, Egwene is just not listening to anyone. And I'm just like, you can listen to your friends a little bit. Like, although I do feel for her because they haven't necessarily acted like friends, but, like, maybe. Also, the the absolute chaos that would be Egwene and Galad, the rule follower and the girl who's, like, getting a little bloodthirsty. (laughs) Sending me. Yeah, that's funny. In in my notes here, because you know, once again we hear that Galad will turn you in. He will not break a rule. He doesn't care who you are. If you broke a rule, he's gonna turn you in. And in this in this moment, he's sitting in Nynaeve's room and she's like, Men aren't supposed to be here, so like you have the count of three to get out. But he's still like he's thinking him being there is against the rule, but he's still there. He's still trying to talk to Egwene a little bit. So I'm not sure how. Alternatively, he knows Nynaeve is lying and is more pressed to leave because she's kind of angry. Yeah, that's true. He could just be aware and is just like, I'm not going to deal with this lady. in this situation, he's like the bigger, you know, the more important rule he needs to follow is like Elaine has disappeared. And Morghese has told them, you better, you better watch her and drag her back here if she does anything wrong. So they're like, hey, hi, <laughs> can we help you? So that's kind of like the superseding force here that like his stepmom basically has told them to like, you know, watch their sister. So they managed to get the boys out of the room and they immediately tell Elaine everything, even though they were told not to. which honestly tracks and elaine's like yeah i'm gonna help it's scary Which, but i'm gonna I, help <laughs> Egwene is real upset about this yeah <laughs> and i was like girl like you weren't talking about breaking like picking Again, and choosing Egwene, what you're following here Egwene is like the little sister in the situation like she's she yeah. is not she just wants to go against everything Nynaeve is basically doing that's really what the situation is yeah elida pops up lovely Elida, to interrogate the girls. They basically say, you know, we just brought Matt back here because we wanted to save him. That's why we left kind of thing. This was my favorite conversation. Oh? 
This was my favorite scene almost so far that has been written because I adored watching Nynaeve specifically because it was mostly her kind of juggling this conversation attempt to not lie to not lie but also unpack what Elida wasn't saying and there was so much subtext happening here read between the lines so much happening between the lines so much like careful reading to be done that I was I was in like this scene ended and I was like I can have that again I am (laughs) that was okay you're a naive girly they're kind of like saved by the bell here because (laughs) Shiriam shows up and says hey you guys can come watch Matt be healed. They head down to, I don't know, the dungeons, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what Nynaeve immediately asks her about the gray man. Like, have you discovered who killed him? Why he entered the tower? And Shereem is like, you take one step forward, Nynaeve, and then a step back. Like, since yeah. from Elaine's lack of surprise, you've obviously told her about it yeah. after <laughs> I told you not to speak about it. Like, ah, <laughs> Nynaeve, you did just have this really good moment with yeah. Elida. No, I agree. I, I like it. I immediately felt good. I, I love that she got called out on this, though. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a good, like, point for uh, Shiriam there. <laughs> so she brings them down to basically, like, the dungeons, and they get to watch Matt be healed. So they're watching the circle of Aes Sedai break Matt's link with the dagger. And during the healing moment, Matt speaks a bunch of old tongue, like yells it. Once again. Yeah, once again. This is the second time he's done this. Yeah, consistently Matt's thing. He's a bilingual. (laughs) He doesn't realize it, but he is. (laughs) So the Aes Sedai managed to break the link with... Matt's dagger, and there's, I want to say, eight of them down there, or six of them. So it's taking a lot of the power. A total of 10, including okay, 10 yeah, of them. the Amrillion. And they have and- a Angriel, I believe, or a Sangriel. Yeah, they do. They think it's, the a, it's like a wand. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Matt's healed so far. It's like an exorcism, so good, the way he's healed. He's <laughs> like, like fully arched, like the dagger's like hovering. <laughs> above him i was like i'm yeah. concerned about <laughs> the position of the dagger here it's in a metal uh, box he now. also they ask what he's saying in the old tongue mm-hmm. and they say he was ordering soldiers about and you know naive being the astute <laughs> observationist that she is she's, she's like, like uh, yeah uh, there was more there <laughs> yeah so what else and she's trying real hard to not get in trouble while she's questioning the amaryllin seed about this but she does get her to say kind of admit that there was matt was being passed back and also in the moment in a battle mm-hmm. and then he also said i'm a free man i said i i am no i said i meet no he is not <laughs> and then but he is <laughs> oh wait i can't say that yet <laughs> alex <laughs> i was gonna say don't don't say it <laughs> you red flag on you <laughs> Red flag on you. Just one red flag. (laughs) Uh, So then we get a question about like, well, why would he say that if Minethrin was an ally? And he's like channeling Minethrin here, for lack of a better way to say it. But Amelin says, you know, it was an ally. But also, who knows the heart of a man? (laughs) Not even he himself, I suspect. A man is a man is the easiest animal to put on a leash and the hardest to keep even when he chooses it chooses it himself deep <laughs> and <laughs> a queen is like can we please stay with our 
childhood friend who you basically have said still might die from this terrible dagger illness he's got. I feel like such a <laughs> jerk. <'cause- laughs> And then the Amerlin is like, mm, you have chores, go wash pots. But also, my opinion of this was like, wait, did you really think that was going to happen, girl? I mean, absolutely no, the there was vibes. no chance. <laughs> like, I get I get the asking, kind of, but also I don't, because I was like, that was a no. Like, you know that was a no. She tried, she tried. Yeah, she she did try. Matt wakes up and he's been having, you know, he has these visions, dreams of leading men in Menethrin, and then he just, he eats his little heart out, you know, he's so he has hungry. He a great time He's so eating. hungry. He and actually, hungry. this is, he's very hungry. This is interesting, <laughs> like, the cost for healing, specifically when their wounds like that are, like, very intense healing, is you become very tired and very hungry because it's as if your body used up all the energy it would have used up over time to heal that all oh, in one go. Oh, yeah, okay. And so, like, that's the very specific I was waiting for this man take. to vomit because he has not had solid food in a little bit. <laughs> well, that's why he's so hungry. <laughs> so, yeah, this healing used up so much energy that Matt needs to eat, like, a bunch of food for a while because he is starving. He He's also... He's trying not to eat it because yeah. he's like, I need to assess the situation. Like, but also, <laughs> this meat is real good. Wait, he's is like, I mean, just, I'm just going to take one for. We also have a great line. So we have, you can turn the worst that comes to your advantage if you only think, his father always said. And I was, I was, so I had two thoughts on this. Matt, who are you right now? Because that, oh, that is not the Matt. That is not the Matt I have met previously however love in the new mat where Matchum he's, he's has arrived <laughs> he is trying to assess the situation i have a writer theory of why this has happened which is that all the characters are going to get to this point where they learn their lessons but matt just went through it real fast because he <laughs> absolutely had to hit the ditch first because <laughs> he just had to have that dagger I think he's going to be not unmat like, but I think he's going to be. I, I I think he's easily easily going to be my favorite male character, other than Len, because I think he now understands that there are consequences in a way that Perrin and Ran haven't quite figured out. And the dagger well, like was of- affecting him from book one, the get go. So we haven't much. really yeah. gotten Matt. We haven't really gotten Matt yeah. at all. We're yeah. getting Matt now. We're getting okay. <laughs> Well, and Matt so far, meets up better. with our favorite little lady. <laughs> oh, the most beautiful woman I, in the world. I am so happy. I have never been so happy when Matt has met someone because she was like, hey, I'm beautiful. And he was like, this is suspicious. <laughs> Matt was like, I don't trust you I at all. <laughs> I don't really like this. We have another moment where... I get it. I get it. Everyone sucks at talking to women. Everyone everyone thinks love everyone it. else. I, every time it comes up, it kills me. I, it's too much. Like, just stop. I understand. None of these boys have confidence in themselves. But he is at first. He, he is a first at little, a little suede because he's like, you, you are pretty. And also, like, also, you walked in on me naked. <laughs> yeah, he's full <laughs> naked. <That> was- <laughs> I think maybe, I think this is Lanfear's little, like, mistake here to walk in on him when he's like in an uncomfortable situation i feel like he's too off guard yeah to like fall into her trap i don't here, I think, think. lanfear played this right no and i kind of liked seeing her feminine wiles not work on someone yeah right? but he he was really when he started 
asking her questions. One, he asked her way more questions than the Rand ever did or Perrin would even be able to think of. <laughs> and so, and he he's just trying to like glean information off her at, by the end of this conversation. And he does find out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just loved him being like, hmm, you say you're not an eyes to die. So why are you here? Yeah. Like you just walked into my room and I'm just supposed to like be chill about this? Yeah. yeah. And he does use some of the info that he gets from her to test what yeah. the Amarlin tells him because she says, did you, did they tell you your dad was here? Like he's like, he came to the talk to me. He's like, well, I <laughs> just woke up from like a, <laughs> a coma. So a no. nap. <laughs> But then he kind of like sneaks it into the conversation. Suan does tell him your dad was here before you got here. So like we told him we didn't know where you were, basically. He notices that she doesn't mention Rand's dad, but he's like, maybe she didn't think to like, maybe it just wasn't yeah. I don't know, necessary for this conversation. He is giving this a lot of thought. Yeah. Not expecting that. <laughs> Happy to take it. It's I would have thought this would have been more out. of this would have more. Like, if you had asked me in the first book, I would have thought that, and you told me this scene, but you didn't tell me the names. Like, I would have thought this was more Perrin, because that was how I read Perrin at the beginning. I'm happy to take it with Matt, because he's <laughs> he has a lot of fun, and I, I like that, that he's starting to think things through a lot more. And I just love that he was like, mm, I kind of want to get away from this Celine chick. Yeah. She feels mm-hmm. like bad news. He decides yeah. he also like wants to get away from the tower. He's kind of like, okay. Suan tells Matt he's linked to the horn, and Matt's like, I think I need to get out. <laughs> I need to GTFO because naturally all the ice that I want to use him, which to be fair, they do a little bit want to use him here because he's linked to the horn well, and they do need yeah, him. Of course. So, <laughs> but he also, so he notices that Celine said they won't tell you that they're trying to use you. And mm-hmm. the Amarlin sees like, we're trying to use you. Like we need you for the horn. And yeah. he's like, okay. So I kind of had to like fish that out of them which is like points for Celine, but also like they did tell me, which yeah. is points against Celine. He's really reasoning hard. That's, that meat, that's a thinker. <laughs> that Didn't meat, know. that glass of milk that he had was <laughs> doing the work. <laughs> Amron's like, how you feeling? And Matt's like, why are you obsessed with me? <laughs> We also have a gross moment. I just, I don't like this. We have the Amarlin saying, men always seem to refuse to admit they are sick until they're sick enough to make twice as much work for women. Then they claim they're well too soon with the same result. And I was like, it's kind of okay. That was, <laughs> that felt completely unnecessary. Yeah. And also. I, From the Amarlin. To, to yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like something she would say. Just like, just like a. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we also have her get absolutely mad at him. She like looms over him at one point and he's he, he's a little mouthy before this and he, he stops being so mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, you play games with me, boy, and I will make you wait for your mother to come running. I have no time for games and neither do you. Now, do you remember? And she's asking about the horn and he's like, yes, ma'am. He's like, okay, yes, I remember. <laughs> I liked when he realizes, like, oh, you mean for me to blow the horn for you when the last battle comes and call all these heroes back from the grave. And she's like, do you prefer the alternative? Which would be and he, and he, <laughs> killing him. And he's like, I, you, you want me to blow the horn? I'll blow the horn. Like, like no worries, girl. Like, <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> you, you tell me when to blow, I blow the horn. It's not a problem. I'm good with it. Don't you worry. <laughs> for the for the record, the Matt I know in real life, a hundred percent what he would have said. He was like, I, I I didn't say I had a problem with it. Like put, put words in my mouth. <laughs> just clarify. We also, just have this, we also have this kind of great moment. So she says, You remind me of my uncle. No one could ever pin him down. 
He liked to gamble. He died pulling children out of a burning house. He wouldn't stop going back as long as there was one left inside. Are you like him, Matt? Will you be there when the flames are high? And Matt is like, this is all too much. Like, Matt just woke up, to be fair. (laughs) I literally don't know what's happening. He's like, I don't don't know what to do. He starts plucking at the blanket, which I was like, that's exactly what I would have been doing. And he says, I am no hero. I do what I do, but I am no hero. And she says, most of those we call heroes only did what they had to do. Which I just, uh, that whole exchange was fantastic. I love Matt so much. (laughs) I'm a Matt stan. (laughs) I'm I'm starting to see where it's coming from. Yeah. This also when he's like. I'm, going I'm on through, board. I'm on board. When he's going through his stuff that are in the little closet because he's full naked and wears all his stuff, and he's like rummaging through it, and it's like, oh, a smooth striped rock that he liked the colors of, and he just like took it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just, like okay, this might be the moment I like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he he also shots. was real concerned about his dice. He was like, "Those that dice better." Well, that's how he's gonna Matt. make his money. He's gonna. <laughs> It's going to turn those two marks into a lot. And then we have Egwene meeting up with Varen. And this is where Varen gives her the list of women who left the tower. I love the imagery of Varen's office just being absolute chaos. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's me. Just <laughs> with like a trollic too. skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Varen gives her a dream Tyrangriel and tells her about Teleron Riyadh. And I don't know if this is true, but I personally think that the world of dreams is linked to the accepted arches somehow and i think that like maybe when they go through the arches they're somehow in teleron riyadh it just feels the same kind of quality it has that danger is real whether or not what's happening is real yeah energy i don't know if that's explicitly true anywhere but just as i was reading it i was like these feel kind of connected i like that i'm just gonna believe that yeah so Egwene now has a dream tirangriel that she says she's not going to use as she leaves the room there and okay, she gets okay. summoned to her girl test. <laughs> there's so much information here i know there is <laughs> i when okay when i was typing this is when i texted you and was like can we do an aja test soon because i was really feeling like a brown in this moment <laughs> when I was typing up my notes here. I think what I would summarize from this is we get a lot of world building of like understanding of the dreams. And then we have, Varen is very interesting in this scene because she's she's very willing to share knowledge, even like very precious knowledge mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, she gives her like that passage to yeah, ponder. And, and, and Egwene's like, what is the point of this? <laughs> she's like, I don't know what that she's means. Like, There's not really a point. I just need yeah. to ask. Varen's like, yeah, I've been looking at this for 40 years and I don't know, so. And... I am curious, like, what's your thoughts on Teleronriod quickly? Like, I know we don't have that much yet, but what we got here, what's the vibe? Teleronriod is explained by Varen as a world that lies within each of the other worlds that there are, inside all of them at the same time, perhaps surrounding them. She calls it the unseen world, the world of dreams. And she's like ordinary folk, people who can't channel, sometimes glimpse it in their dreams, but a true dreamer, which we're suspecting Egwene might be, can enter Teleren Riyadh. And it's not like other dreams. What happens there is real. You are actually there instead of just glimpsing it, which I like the connection to the arch, Terangriel. Yeah, because you're there, but it is real, but kind of not. So mm-hmm. if I may be a nerd. Absolutely. It's my favorite. There is in in, in a, one of my favorite video games, Dragon Age, there is something called the Crossroads. 
which is a land in which the elves created kind of in order to like travel but there's alluvians which are these like essentially magic mirrors that they travel through and the crossroads is the land where all of them are so like all the mirrors lead to that place and that that's kind of what it was giving me right like we have this connection to this almost otherworldly thing where she can potentially walk and be in but like when you're in they're not really sure what happens when you're in the crossroads like time passes differently like and it does connect potentially other dimensions as well like Mm -hmm. so there's just kind of this whole unknowingness about it that was kind of like almost an image i had just kind of based off of the like entering various for potentially dimensions for me when when like i said earlier in parents dream it seems like he's in the ways that's how i'm picturing this teleren mm. teleren world i'm seeing it currently as the ways when Perrin is there in, in his dream dreams, world. I'm thinking that he's. You know in what? I'm this gonna world. take all of that back. I'm gonna take all of that back. The ways is the crossroads, okay? Because you're traveling between the arches mm-hmm. and between the mirrors. So I don't know. It's like a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bubble around everything, right? And like that's where you exist. I don't know. I'm curious about it. But like, if you're asking me for my image in my head, it's probably a bubble. <laughs> my image is the ways. I, I yeah. Um, I don't think the ways that we've been through are our dreamland. Parent, that's just how you're seeing it. But I think that the ways ter- the ways Perrin was in in his dream is dreamland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I that's don't know I, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it does. Okay. Don't know if it's so now, true, but yeah, there Aguain's, we go. has <laughs> got this ring Tyrangriel that Varen just is like here take this and Egwene's like well I'm never gonna use this and I'm sure that she won't people just keep giving these girls and Rand with the banner just like these things that are like this could help you it could also get you killed but here you go take (laughs) this godspeed do what you want with it (laughs) (laughs) stop giving us all this stuff so Egwene is then summoned to her accepted tests and she is kind of stressed because she has these papers like this incriminating evidence plus this Tyrangriel and like obviously she has to get naked for the except the test. and she's like just been and scrubbing pots and is tired and like wants to go to bed yeah and she's just been like she's like this is a really bad time for up. me actually <laughs> oh my god so she takes off all her clothes like folds them up kind of like you know you do in a doctor's office <laughs> you like hides her stuff in them and hopes that it won't be seen <laughs> like how you hide your like bra and underwear yeah. <laughs> underneath everything else secret <laughs> exactly and she goes in and, and we're so one, shocked that rand appears in all every three. single one everyone so she faces different shades of rand in each arch <laughs> husband rand don't let them turn me to the shadow rand and soon to be gentled rand <laughs> And after the second, so the first one, Rand is her husband and he like has headaches and she's like the wisdom or like she's, I can't tell, I can't remember if she is the wisdom or she's still My name is still alive. So she like worries about his headaches. They have a kid, you know, the typical. She is real upset when she leaves this dream about the child. Yeah. Which because obviously that is... As a woman should react, (laughs) imaginary dream baby. She should have left everything behind for. I did feel. I I will. I will admit. I felt bad for her though. I mean, she did just walk out of her house where, like, her husband was basically imploding. (laughs) Her baby was there. It is real in the moment, so yeah, I feel for her. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a real child. But that's the first thing she says when she gets back, (laughs) and she goes, "Her name was Joya." 
Joya, there, nothing can be worth what I just, what I. And then Shiram's like, hey, like, don't talk about it. <laughs> you <laughs> you don't talk about it. You're trauma. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Shiriam yeah. also water on her. has this moment where she's like, it has been speculated that perhaps those who do not come back choose to stay because they found a happier place and lived out their lives Obviously. there. If it is real and they stayed by choice, then I hope the lives they live are far from happy. I have no sympathy for any what? who run from their responsibilities. The anger oh, in Shiriam there. Like, okay. <laughs> Tracks for what we know about guys. That's true. Like, you have to sacrifice everything. How dare you? Also, we forgot to mention Alana, before she even goes in, Ugh. Alana, uh, Alana Sedai is like, something's wrong. And then Shuriam's like, well, should we stop the test? I'm not sending anyone in there if something's wrong. And she's like, no, I think it's okay. And Shuriam's like, okay, cool. Yeah, Get that's it. No investigation. She's just like, mm, I've never noticed this happen before, but uh, it's gone now. It's fine. It's probably fine. Mm. So next up, we've got Don't Let Me Turn to the Shadow Rand, where... I don't even remember what happens this in this one. This was kind but of unremarkable to me. It was just like... Rand's just like... Rand's I don't really like, know what her fear is me. here. She's in the... Like maybe that she has to kill Rand, I guess. She's in the ruins of like the royal palace of Andor. So like... Camelon, I yeah. think? Yeah. Things yeah. things have happened. And, <laughs> and things are not going Rand, well. Rand is being like crushed by like a pillar and then he's like, just kill me. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I won't do that. He's, he's like, like I could have gotten this off myself, but like, I need you to... Then I will go mad. Yeah, I'll... I'm that's that's his reasoning. Yeah, he's like, I'm fighting everything at bay. Like, if I use any of the power, I'm basically gonna go mad. So just kill me. And yeah. she's like, uh, and then she's the arch like, appears and she's like, Okay, I gotta go. Bye. And then he's like, Help me. And then she's like, Okay, bye. Yeah, the important thing that we find out about this situation. He wants her to kill him because they can turn me, Egwene, if they take me yes. the Merdral, the Dreadlords, they can turn me to the shadow. Remarkable. Which is new. <laughs> the, the actual vision was, but the, the knowledge she after got she was, gets yeah. out, yeah, she finds out from Shiriam because she's pissed and she's like, tell me what is like what just happened. And Shiriam kind of tells her here, like, okay, well, you're not supposed to know this, but <laughs> there's a weakness if you can use the power, and it's that thirteen dreadlords, which are Aes Sedai you know, Black Aja, basically. And 13 Merdral can turn a channeler to the shadow if they, you know, get In you. In a completely <laughs> unrelated scenario, Leandrin, left. if you remember, left with 12 others. people. Which adds to 13. Shiriam's like, don't think about that. 12 plus one is, what is that again? Oops, 13. 13, what? <laughs> so weird. Well, this mention of a weakness to being able to channel makes me think back to the soldam who aren't necessarily using the one power but they can channel if mm -hmm. all those women can be like turned to the shadow that's that's a lot of people sus scary at this point and like if that mm -hmm. turning like kind of unlocks something in them and they can actually use the power at that point i'm i'm wondering if we're going to end up with a dark Aes Sedai army situation. That would not be good. Might be fun for us. We but... go through the third arch. <laughs> us, but not for the characters. In the third arch, she is the Amerlin, and she's basically facing whether or not to gentle Rand. I believe Rand had a similar like flash when they were going through the portal stone. It says like Egwene is the Amerlin, something, something about to gentle it or something so, along those lines. It happened with all these scenes though, because he also had a vision where like he was she was the wisdom and they had children and, you know, he was like slowly driven mad and like he basically lived out all these alternate realities. 
Well, they're all and the way things could have gone if different choices were made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something's happening in this third vision. Like she's she hears the words you're normally supposed to hear, but they like cut off. And there's something weird going on. So she doesn't quite like, like something's wrong with her memory, too, because like she sort of remembers something, but then not quite. And like there's just something odd going on here. And the voice is and... saying different things too like not yeah. just the way will come but once be steadfast it's saying like yeah it's 13 13 black Aja, it's making yeah. some different whispers so it's almost like her like memories are like screwing with it as well it's like an overlap somehow or what she of just her mind out. like because yeah. she's supposed to forget everything when she's in side the Turing reel and like mm-hmm. like so that is the life that she's living but real time Egwene is like coming through a little she's like i could have sworn I was a novice, but somehow I am the Amaryllin, so. And she sees Rand about to be gentled. Is he about to be gentled here or is he about to be turned? No, okay. He's about to be gentled at first. It's And then she sees. And then she doesn't make a decision fast enough and she's like. Knocked out. Oh, knocked Elida out, is like, your weakness is showing. <laughs> You're unfit. Yeah. and Conquer. Th- and then she's taken somewhere else and then she and then to get a whole bunch of people there's 13 black asia 13 midral who are like planning to turn her in that moment and she like she manages to get out yeah and she manages to get out of that situation and then she like sees rand she wants to go help him but then she also sees the arch and the last we feel we see of her is she runs through the arch and and then it fades to black when because like they're in the traitors is flickering. They're in the what? <laughs> when they're in the traitor's court where they're meant to gentle, it does kind of seem like maybe they're going to turn Rand here or that maybe that's well, a possibility. I, yeah. So the first bit was when they were gentling. Yeah. And then the second bit after she gets knocked out is in the traitor's court. They're, I thought it was like Turning implied or again. kind of suggested, obviously, that like they were going to turn him. And that's why it was so urgent. I think like the idea mm-hmm. is supposed to be like the traitor's court is where they gentle them. And like 13 is the traditional number for gentling. But that's also the number she, for turning. She is also. And she's freaking yeah, out she's a bit. Like, convinced they're not going to do that because if they were going to do that then why would they be like why wouldn't they let her because she wasn't going to gentle him like not yeah, necessarily she didn't want to, didn't she want says, to you know, but she was to. also like she took a moment to hesitate and elida just completely she, steamed and then her. she said that i cannot like i can't do it and that's when she gets knocked out so elida took the so elida's the taken yeah. the spot. i don't i i didn't take it as they were gonna gentle him in the end i took it as they were gonna turn him but that's probably it a small detail in the long run but yeah we we run through the third arch or try to jump through jump through and it fades to pieces it is it is fade to black yeah the arch is flickering dun, dun, dun. she can hear the Aes Sedai oh, yeah. where we end on the other side it's a little spooky how are we feeling I'm feeling like she's gonna come back and immediately turn to Elida and be like you are black Aja and she's gonna cause a whole bunch of problems for everyone <laughs> this is something her immature self would do. <laughs> she <laughs> just literally comes she out. She saw that Black and Aja. also every every time she's come out of the 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 thing so far, she's just blurting things out about what happened. Mm-hmm. She's saying I couldn't save Rand in the first or sure. in the second one. <laughs> Trium's like, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're not supposed to talk about this zip it <laughs> she's like ran said all these things and then in the first one she's like oh my god my child i i really think she's just gonna be like Blah, and i think it's gonna be it's either gonna be written off as okay well that's clearly what she saw so like we're just gonna forgive her for accusing you of being blockage but also might be just well that's a hefty threat to levy at someone <laughs> i definitely think this personally i think that this whole turning situation is going to be a highlight for the plot for a little bit that's something will this come back into play (laughs) (laughs) i think it's relatively clear for sure yeah (laughs) yeah all right well i have a little would you rather game for us to play sure quickly and then you guys can give me your your mvts and lvts and then we can move on (laughs) to the next section figure out what happens all right would you rather have Vision powers like men or wolf powers like Perrin? Wolf. 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 Yeah, I'm a wolf girl the, too. Uh, Min's great and everything. Well, she fell off a little bit, but she does not seem to be enjoying them. No. And that feels like a lot of anxiety. Would you rather be <laughs> in love with Perrin or Rand? Oh my God, <laughs> you monster. <laughs> I'm going to say Rand because I would be sharing him with so many women, I wouldn't have to spend that much time with him. <laughs> Just take that off my plate. Thanks. Perrin. Perrin. <laughs> she Perrin. said so dejectedly. Ugh. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> um, this isn't really a would you rather, but I'm just thinking of men's vision. Uh, Falcon or hawk? You know, which hawk? I don't have a preference. I feel <laughs> really strongly a hawk looks like. I feel really strongly about hawk. Oh, I don't really care. Hawk? Okay. All right. Are you, uh, what are you more intrigued by? An Aeelman in a cage or a tinker with a sword? <sighs> A tinker with a sword. Aeelman yet, I suppose. I think a tinker with a sword because like something has to really happen for a tinker to pick up a sword. That goes against everything they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you rather wash greasy pots all day or have to get spanked every day? (laughs) I'm going to go with the greasy pots. Thanks. (gasps) Greasy pots are like really Uh awful to wash. (laughs) I'm not saying I want to get spanked, but like it is like... I okay, feel like we've, it, we've crossed into a different podcast <laughs> can, realm. Can we just specify the? It's it's more. It's okay. It's further than it's spanking. spanking. It's, it's actually literally hitting, like, like with a whip. Yeah. Okay. It's like, like being whipped, basically. Yeah. No, I'm taking the pots, man. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I just feel like the the switching would be like over for faster. I mean, I have to wash a pot every I, day, I anyways. I, so. I really. I really, I really need to tell you that I, I, I can tell you, I can look you in the eye and say you're wrong and you would immediately regret your choice. I know. I know I would. Take the pots. Take the pots, Alex. I know. I just hate washing dishes. I understand that. I'm with you. We will complain together in the kitchen. And then go sit down later and be okay. Yeah, that's true. Would you rather go on a date with Gawain or Galad? <laughs> you don't really know that much about either of them, but I don't know. I think probably Gawain. I think for the personality, I feel like Galad would be too stiff, and I would be awkward, and he would be awkward, and nothing. There'd be no conversation. Yeah, Galad is like nice, way too formal. I feel like the yeah. I don't. Oh, it's just a different version of Perrin and Rand for me. Like <laughs> I'm just not that interested. Gawain, I guess. Okay. All right. Would you rather be linked to the horn or linked to Telerenriod? Telerenriod. I know they're that very one. different, but... 
I I don't want to be linked to in the dream world in an adamant object that I, I'm gonna get killed over. Yeah, that's that's my vibe. Right. Well, you can keep the other one a secret a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the the horn. Everyone just wants to kill you. That's true. Matt's Very the true. only one who will survive being linked to the horn. He's the perfect person being because they the blow horn. it. Yeah, sure. It Here we go. <laughs> Let me blow it. (laughs) Would you... This is stupid, but... Would you rather have a cryptic meeting with Celine or the Amarillin seat? The Amarillin seat? (laughs) Or Lanfear? (laughs) You want to hang out with Babe Lanfear? I don't want to see this woman ever. (laughs) With her tiny waist? I think... (laughs) Yeah, she probably looks so terrifying (laughs) to people who aren't enamored by her. Yeah, I have to agree. uh, The Amarillin. Either that or Perrin's hands are freaking huge. (laughs) Blacksmith wolf man hands. Would you rather... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, uh, um, a werewolf. <laughs> Would you rather get healed and have to deal with like complete exhaustion or like insatiable hunger? Well, I am both I of those like, things yeah, at yeah. all times anyways. <laughs> this is my life. Tired all the time. I feel like I'd handle that one better. Having... And I didn't ask myself this question, but having been pregnant and dealing with like the both. fatigue that comes with it, I think I'll take the hunger because at least I can, I guess you can sleep, but like, I don't know. Like, I would just rather be hungry, I think, than if I ha- so exhausted. If I have the hunger and I'm served a meal like Matt was, then I'm going to take that because I'm just going to, okay, let we me just to eat and eat and eat. Oh, that will be yummy. Yeah. How long are these going on for? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I enjoy eating. <laughs> find out. <laughs> I don't think that works in this case. <laughs> like a week, let's say. A week of insatiable hunger or complete exhaustion. You know what? I might take the exhaustion like and I just not do anything sleep. and just like yeah. hang out. I suppose you would have to like make food, which would be kind of annoying constantly. Yeah, I'm not getting served. No, <laughs> no milk pitchers. And... <laughs> yeah, what if what if you had to drink milk with hunger? Milk slander. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather go into Teleron Riod knowing the danger Varen mentions or go through the arches? Which may or may not be the same thing. Don't know. I feel like So hmm. I already have a complex about sleeping and not <laughs> liking sleeping. So I feel like the dreams would not help me knowing that I could just enter this world. I think I would take that one. Though, because the thing that freaks me out about the arches is you don't know. Yeah. Like you don't know that it's not real and losing your memory the- mm-hmm. is like stressful yeah to me. i i don't i don't think i would vibe with that feeling at all i would be traumatized afterwards because i would realize how easy it is to forget everything i've ever known yeah and i don't think i would recover from that really well so i'm yeah. gonna take the dreams thanks a part of me is like super curious to see what my three situations Here's would that. be oh i but feel like i know and i would not like <laughs> you but i'm also the kind I, of person that i you cannot get me into a haunted house like i know that's gonna scare me i'm not you can't you cannot drag me in there it will not happen oh see you compared them to a haunted house and i love haunted houses well and the fundamental cons- differences now i'm interested <laughs> no. so i would think i'd have to go with the no the art the dreams the dreams yeah the arches are too much would you rather deal with husband rand shadow rand or gentled rand <laughs> wait what was the last one i'm gonna say husband rand gentled rand <laughs> It's a real depressy rand, basically. Well, we have that in every situation anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so like I'm having a hard time divorcing it from the situation. I would rather have dealt with her first dream than any of her other ones. 
Because, like, the second one started with her, like, sneaking around, and I was immediately no. (laughs) And the third one was real intense. Yeah, the third one was scary. Also, we didn't mention it, but she does run down the hallway naked at one point, and I'm like, these people are real, (laughs) real okay with this. Yeah. Well, I mean, she does say that a woman clothed has more authority than a woman naked. So she's aware that she- needed that written out for us. (laughs) We needed to know that. (laughs) I I think I'd have to go with Shadow Rand. <laughs> I'm, 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 well, probably. I'm gonna say something. I, I think she's so. tempted because she would get to stab him. Mm, I mean, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, Gwen has. I don't think I can say what I was like. You could have ended that real fast. <laughs> I mean, she was so bloodthirsty like three seconds. Ago. I know she I was know. like, I will she's absolutely like, what? kill one. Kill? I can't. Girl. It's almost like killing her childhood like lover is a little bit different but (laughs) yeah maybe i guess she has some residual feelings who'd you say you'd go with which one (laughs) tay's trying to get away with not choosing is what's happening here i'm i'm channeling my eyes and trying not to say something i think i know what you're gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna you're gonna what (laughs) i'm gonna go with gentle rand and i'm not gonna elaborate thank you (laughs) all right (laughs) On that note, give me your your rankings. Go through them. Just just read them out to me. And I think I told you to. You can just drop Tom for now. Okay. Just oh, we're dropping there. Tom. Yeah, okay. I might as well. well. He hasn't he hasn't been we'll in it just, yet. Can we put like a little like pause sign beside Tom? He's just yeah. he's just in the wayside right now. All right. Okay. In tenth, I have Rant, which shouldn't be a surprise. In ninth, Men, I had higher right. expectations. That's fair. Like. <sighs> The first time we met her, like, she was my favorite scene. I was so in for Min, and she has disappointed me so far. She's just dropped. In Night, Elaine, I just feel like she wasn't anything. Wasn't doing it for you? No. Seventh, Perrin. No further explanation. (laughs) We've discussed it. Oh, I can elaborate. In sixth, Moraine. Fifth, Lan. I'm excited that we're... We've been getting a little bit more Moraine and Lan. I I was missing them in the last book. Yeah, they're in this one more. In fourth, really jumping up is Matt. I I hope that he stays good. Really, it was the rock that sold me. Him him just like collecting that rock. The rock rock really did wonders. Yeah, I was like, man, I connect. He didn't know. He didn't know why he picked up the rock, but you did. And third is Egwene. I feel like Marissa's going to contradict me on that one. (laughs) But she's, I don't know. Maybe just because I had more of her. I kind of want to get in. I want to have a friendly debate about this. But I think I'm excited about the dreamer aspect. And I want to get more of that. So I'm just, I'm excited about what she can do. Now this, this might be interesting. Oh. For, I know. Has Loyal dropped? In second place, we have Loyal. And only because I didn't <gasps> get enough. I wish I had more. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. And because first place had to go to Nynaeve. She's... Thank you. Nynaeve carried. Uh, she really did. Carried the team. <laughs> she, she was... We really... Yeah, we really... We really argue about the middle but our first and last are lined <laughs> up i'll be honest the middle <laughs> right, was yeah. was hard to it, distinguish it, yeah it was i was like nah. but yeah there we go all right Give so it to me so i've ran 10th place and it's like a nine and a half i'm not gonna lie to you like if i could if i could make him equal with my nine i probably would which, which is, is parent parent <laughs> <laughs> fell parent fell hard i'm I'm not in love that with parents, and he he deserves to have to work his way back up my list. Min in in eight, which I didn't really like. She didn't change because she dropped last time. 
She was in ninth last. Yeah. So really, it, it, was, it was more of a matter that Perrin <laughs> fell further <laughs> than she went up. Definitely. That was, it was, she she moved up a spot out of out of necessity. I have a Gwen in seventh. Okay. So, which is wild because she was second at the end of the last book. But I just. She's being real. She's. Immature. She's real. She's showing her immatureness. And she's also trying to use more power in her immaturity, which lines up with being immature. Mm -hmm. And it all tracks. But she is, I'm not here for it. I am struggling with Egwene right now. I'm sure she'll come back up, but she fell. Loyal is sixth, mostly just because we didn't get a lot of him. Like we heard about his book idea and that was really cute. But then he just wasn't there really other than he was like, other than to be like, hey, don't fight. Don't (laughs) fight the Aes Sedai. Like I love him doing that, but he also wasn't doing like a lot. Yeah. So he's going to jump up as soon as he has more scenes. Elaine in fifth. I I loved that she was here for her friends a little bit. She immediately, she was like, you guys almost died. Like, you can't not tell me. Like, I have to know. She, I feel, is like being pulled in a lot of different directions with her mother and the Amarlin seat. And, but she's still able to like figure out what she wants. And most importantly, she hasn't completely crapped all over Egwene's dreams in this one. So... She she can sit up here. <laughs> Moraine is in fourth. She's still doing a lot, but she's like not near as she's high. She's taking a lot of crap. Right she's now. taking a lot of crap. Lan, I love him. This is he doesn't deserve this spot so much as I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> him taking the extra soup. I just adored it. I, I don't know why I loved it so much. I just he's just so good. <laughs> I also really appreciated him like aggressively backing Moraine and calling Perrin out. Mm. So, you know, I, f- I feel like we love that. But also listening to Moraine because, you know, she's she's the leader here, which leaves Matt in second. Yes. Matt flew. Wow. Yes, Matt please. flew. If you take mine from... So in the middle of book two, he was eighth. And that was <laughs> like progress. Thanks, baby. And that was progress because he wasn't last. He shot up. I actually am I'm just gonna if he if he keeps this trajectory, like he's gonna be one of my favorite characters. I really liked his thought process. I think I explained most of it. Matt in second, and then my girl, Nynaeve. I mean, she gets called out when she needs to get called out. She has her anger issues, but she's aware of it. Like, I feel like she's just a good character. Like, I just love her. All right. Same top, same end. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing in the middle was, it was the a big, same. It I was a big think. mix, but all yeah. good points. Love it. All right. Next up, you two are reading from chapter 23 to the end of chapter 43, and then we will recap. Reconvene. Reconvene. Love that for us. Well, (laughs) we thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you would like more information or just want to see what we're up to over on Instagram. We are at Queens of Fantasy Pod there. We also have a Discord where you can reach all of us and also just I can't even describe to you how much book content is on there and how many readers who are just waiting to share their favorite books are on there. But also if you'd like to follow along and ask us questions, that's a great place to do that. And so definitely check that out. Uh, The link will be in the description of this podcast. If you're specifically interested in hearing more of my, I don't know, mid takes hot takes whatever you want to call them or my love for lan (laughs) you can definitely check out my personal instagram at maddie dancer that's with two t's also i have another 
podcast, which is a sister podcast to this one called At The Book Jar Pod, where you will frequently see Alex just taking a guest role on, which we love to see, but I run with my friend Megan. And if you want to hear me talk more about Dragon Age, because that really just like did something for you, (laughs) uh, you can do that over at the Crowned Heathens podcast at Crowned Heathens. Expect chaos with that one, but we're, we're lots of fun. Tay, where can they find more of you? You can find me at Current Tay Reading on Instagram, and I am in the Discord trying to put my thoughts on the section that we read in there, so join in. Give me your thoughts. Also, also go and quiz her about stuff because she she really has the Taylor most. Taylor has really notes. done the most. Yeah, <laughs> she's really she's really got the 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 notes going. If you have questions, it's going to be Alex or her answering and me making a joke. We really don't even <laughs> take a bite out of my notes. There are pages that we have to skim through. We'll yeah. post at some point, maybe. <laughs> Alex, where can they find more of you? You can find me on the Discord as Alex Sedai, as your wheel of time, I don't know, knowledge base. Or you can find me on Instagram at a creative owl. All right. Once again, we thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you have a chance and you really like this podcast, be sure to leave us a review as it helps get our podcast out to new listeners and readers. Otherwise, we're looking forward to starting the next part of our journey here, and we will definitely see you in the next chapters. Bye! Bye.